And good morning. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Griffin's back. The two of us have not both been in the studio for a show since last Wednesday. Kind of weird how that all worked. It was nice. Was it being apart? <laughs> the, eh, time, the, yeah. the time apart? <laughs> Griffin's like Could change of pace poking at the know? voodoo doll he has <laughs> of me. I was like, I don't want to deal with that guy. Um, you feeling all right? Yeah, I am. I am. All right, very good. Yeah. Yeah, glad you didn't bring the itis with you. Yeah, right. Prefer not to deal with that. Yeah. Supposed to take the kids to Hershey Park this Saturday. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. We I went. Have, we I went. don't have time for all of oh, this. Okay. I just don't have time. We went last weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah. What and What is actually open during the? Good bit was open. Uh, like, cause the the one of the newer roller coasters is it Candemonium, I think. That one. I like roller coasters. So. I love roller coasters, too. But I'm in an awkward spot. My younger son doesn't like roller coasters. Uh, so yeah. we're bringing a buddy of mine who also doesn't like roller coasters, and he's going to like babysit my younger son when gotcha. we want to get on the roller coasters. How many of them were open, though, totally? Um, uh, Great Bear wasn't open. Skyrush wasn't open. It was probably about half, I guess, All right. All right. That's were not, open. That's about um, right. Yeah. That's and, about you know, right. it's just a nice Christmassy vibe, you know? Sure, something like that. All right, I'll deal with you in a second. Uh, today's show. We'll talk some sports. Yeah, will we? We're going to talk about something else first. going to talk about a text that I sent yesterday. I got it. I told yeah. you that. Yeah. And I appreciate it. You wrote all about it today. At no, no, no. It's, it's in tomorrow. I, I want to fill this thing today. Oh, I don't you didn't drag tell this. me that. I, don't wanna, I said tomorrow. I literally said, could you write about it tomorrow? No, I don't think you said that. I did. I did. Hold on a minute. Yeah, go ahead. This read it. It's important to me. Read it. Yeah, I, it's important to me, too. I was starting to wonder if it was uh, important to you. Nope, nope, nope. What? what? I'm reading it. Yeah, read it. What does it say? Could you please promote this on your website? I really not say. If I didn't say... I'm going to be furious if I didn't say. Yep, yep. Really wanted to get this filled today. That was really what I was hoping for. Uh, damn it, he's right. Son of a bitch, I hate it when he's right. I really hate it when it he's right. It doesn't happen much. Yeah, almost never, I, I, in fact. It's all done. It's tomorrow. It's going on tomorrow. I don't know if I'm still... All right. Now that you've chastised me, though, yeah. maybe Friday. Say, well, now, wait a second. Maybe Friday. You know, you, we used to do this event together, you and I. This used to be something that we would do together. You don't need me. Tony from Rosedale bought us 600 socks. Good man, Tony from Rosedale. Appreciate it. Wait, wait, wait. Which the, the original Tony? No, no, Tony uh, Iafola. Yeah, was well, he I Rosedale? No, I think Tony Young was Tony from. No, Rosedale, but what's Tony Iafola? Just Tony. He's got a fake name on Facebook, by the way. And we got to deal with Tony. Okay. For a well, he got he got us six hundred pesos. Every time. year, I go to like so I've done my. Duty. I go to reach out to Tony, and I forget what his fake Facebook name is. I'm like, which seems really weird. It's unbelievable, and I love Tony. I understand He's one of my whole, favorite people. I understand the whole fake stuff on the internet. I deal with it every day with these goofs. <laughs> but like on Facebook, put your real name on. I there. just need to be able to get in touch with Tony. I'm gonna need you to message me with from your fake account. Well, we'll put. I got his um All Twitter. Right. Thing. He's got us the side. But I, I got. We have to deal with a couple of things. We got to pick a date that we're taking everything down, and we got to pick a date that we can do an event. Because I got to line it up with that. You know, we're hoping to have some guests. Oh, Lamar's right coming out, right? I, no, I don't think Lamar's <laughs> going to make it. Although, who knows? I can't swear he can't. You all right over there? Where are we at? 50%? Oh, I, you know, I don't think I've updated it in uh, weeks. Yeah. Put it to 80. I don't think I've updated that in weeks. Um, all right. So as here's. As soon as they get, get rid of Munkin, we're good. Yeah. He's holding the back. <laughs> all right. Drew's here. Let me deal with a couple of things real quick. What we're talking about is the raffle. And How many have we sold so far? 71, I think is where we're at. And we're looking for how many? 100. 100. Just make it 200. I would love that, but I said 100. 
Okay. 100 raises is $2,500 on top of the 150 already raised. And if we do bull pick them next week, that should be another 350. We'll get to 3,000. And what are we doing with the money? The same thing we did last year. Exactly get, right. Hookers get, and blow. Get, yes, 100. <laughs> getting toys, and then you, you and Margaret go <laughs> yeah. to Atlantic City for the weekend with the other 800. No, we are going to go over to Target and White Marsh, where they have very kindly the last couple of years uh, stretched our money out for us. I and, have. Um, um, speaking of that, we will be purchasing toilet. Let me, let me do this. Can, would you ever let me do the pitch? This is about money. Can I do the pitch? I had five grand for you. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm so sure. But not now. <laughs> right, because, because you, were, you would have had five grand if you had won that bet last night, but who didn't uh, score a goal for you? No. The one that <laughs> I did it to myself. <laughs> I can't even do my own pitch. Houston and somebody named, or TCU and something named Houston Christian. Yeah. The total is 164 and a half. What do you think the final is? One. 10164. <laughs> <laughs> did you bet the under? No, I. Took the over, but wait, one hundred one sixty four would be. So I mean, I took the under, and yeah, the, and I was the, like, and it was, all right, I took yeah, the under, yeah. and it's one hundred sixty four points. Hey Amen. One sixty five, not one eighty. I don't. If it's one, if it's one eighty, yeah, I don't right? care. You were nowhere close. Yeah, you never had a chance. It was one hundred sixty five. They didn't. They didn't foul at the end of a forty point game. No, they? a guy <laughs> hit a shot for TCU with like thirty seconds to ah, go. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Anyway, go ahead with your whatever you're doing. Here's the deal. We are helping Helping Up Mission again. We need you to help us help Helping Up Mission. And we will ask you to, like our friend Tony Iafola, we will ask you to go out and purchase toiletries and underwear that you can bring to us at an event that we'll be doing in December. Drew and I will get around to planning that probably like two days before we actually do it. But in the meantime, we have this arrangement with Target and White Marsh, and they allow us to stretch donated money to purchase toiletries and underwear. And if there's two gentlemen that you ever want to go underwear shopping with, these two guys right here. We do have fun. We have a lot of fun. Excuse me, ma'am. Yeah. Can I ask you a question real quick? (laughs) You think these will fit? fit? Forget the roses. (laughs) Right. Just in general, like the sizing. Yeah, right. Um, So we will be going underwear shopping again this year. But only if you help us help helping up mission. And if you want to come out and shop with us, absolutely love to have you. One thousand. I've said this a million dinner. times. I've never had anybody who's been like, I don't know. I, I've never had anybody question. Well, remember or not. what we did last year with some. some uh, I don't even. I think this was money I accrued. Remember last year we bought some woman all of her gifts, like one hundred eighty dollars of her gifts. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. One hundred percent. She like yeah, had one hundred seventy-one dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. Yep. You can step aside. Yep. She started which crying, was very, which was very sweet. Which was very, very sweet. That was a very Thank neat you. moment. It's the only nice thing I've ever seen you do in your life. Uh, <laughs> so that's not. It's, well, mo- it's mostly true. Yeah, right. So here's the deal. We announced the raffle details yesterday. 71. They're up at glennclarkradio.com. As always, in the first few hours, we get great response. And there's a couple of people that go above and beyond and purchase multiple spots in the raffle. And um, I'm always appreciative of that. That means the world. You're welcome. It was definitely not you. Well, I'm waiting until we get to 98. Yeah, then, then you'll I'll close scoop up out. the last. Yeah, <laughs> then you'll go ahead and you'll go ahead and get into that point. Uh, so, thank you to all of you who did. That's wonderful. Some of you who are in our inner circle have not gotten in for the raffle. Proctor, <laughs> he's he's Man. right. He's right. I got 
He's not the only one, though. Others but we do, of you. But here's and, the good news. We do have Proctor and Gamble um, things that we buy. Yeah. yeah. That so was when we it. go over to Target. Yeah, that's true. We, we are going to purchase Proctor and, and Gamble. Gamble. So it, it would presumably help his family out. It would presumably help Who? his stock. Who's family? John Proctor. I assume they've got stock Why'd options. Why'd you bring him up? <laughs> Proctor. Well, I'm just saying we like to support family businesses around here. So, right. you know, he's a friend of ours. Uh-huh. And <laughs> uh-huh. Be careful. <laughs> Um, some of you have not gotten in yet for the raffle. I need you to get in. I need uh, you to this close. Guy's this guy's driving me nuts. He wants me to proctor this test over at Calvert Hall. You, you're gonna be John Proctor. <sighs> you're, you're gonna be the proctor here. This guy wants me to proctor this test. <laughs> did, did they call literally everyone else? Man. All right, Proctor. I'll let you anyway, know. Anyway, yeah, Proctor. He did. I think he Cheapskate. got in. The, I think he got in for the NBA in, uh, pool that we did, but not okay. Hey, how was that thing last week? What thing? What thing last? The burger and oh, ice cream. It was. It was not ideal. It wasn't great. It was. I'll, I'll eat one right now. <laughs> if someone goes and gets one right now, I'll You're eat such it. Such a sicko. Go get one right now. We have a show to do. We can't. It's not an option. Oh, I haven't heard yet. I had somebody working on me trying to get me uh, Rolling Stones tickets this morning too. I don't know if I got them or not. Rolling Stones. Why wouldn't yeah. you just go see Kicks? I might. <laughs> I think they broke up. Didn't, they, didn't I think their know. last. I think their last tour was. You know whose band's really good is Dennis Shockett's ELO I, band. Trust me, I know. Oh my gosh, love them. All right, go so on with the show, would you? Here's I didn't come here to chill. I need you to get in. Details are up at glennclarkradio.com. There's about 30 spots left. It's like 29 that I checked it last time. Need you to get in. You can buy one spot in the raffle. You can buy all of them. Proctor. I don't care. Just need you to fill it up. It's not not just him. Oh. Well, he doesn't have any money. Uh, that's true. That's a good point. All right, I didn't think about that. Not money. just him. What about I um, the basketball thing? What about, uh, not in? Arkansas John. Yeah. John definitely got in. John's Arkansas all in. Shock. Multiple spots in the raffle. John's all. I, I, I know that. you want to go after. I checked him. that credit card. Yeah. <laughs> You're fighting with John and Little Rock. <laughs> fighting with John and Little Rock. Like, what is that? Where's John's brother, by the way? You still live here? That's a great question. I thought he was Vegas. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. Gambling derelict. Yeah. Yeah, he's the gambling Darren. Like, <laughs> most of our regulars got in. Some of you, you know who you are. You're not in for the raffle yet, and you need to get in now. I'm, I'm not going to forget. I'm going to remember that you didn't get in. This is what's at stake. Did the former boss get in? Yeah, I'm sure the former boss got in. You know who's not in? John Colson. Oh, well, we're on him. Going to get on him as soon as he arrives today. I'm going to be all over get that on guy. him. All right, so you see that helmet behind you? You see that guy right there? That you helmet. We decide the names like I did last year. <laughs> you are, yeah. How many R's in Lamar? Oh my God. Uh, that helmet right now is signed by Patrick Ricard, Justin Matabike. Overrated. <laughs> Justin Matabike. You'll see. What a, when he goes to the Falcons? Yeah, he's gonna get about a billion dollars. <laughs> overrated. Oh, Pat Ricard, Justin Matabike, uh, Brandon Stevens, Adafe Owe, Justice Hill. Ben Cleveland, Tyus Bowser, among others, have signed that helmet right there. But wait, there's more. We'll still get more signatures, by the way, because we're going to have a couple you more events like coming up. You sound like those guys selling. Um, I am. I'm trying to sell something. I can't get people Tupperware. to. But wait, gotta, there's more. I am exactly what I'm trying. I'm trying to fill this damn raffle, Drew. we got to raise money for helping up because right. somebody won't write about it on the website. So. Someone didn't tell me to write about it tomorrow. I can't believe I didn't put the word tomorrow in that text. It's on me. Now, so there's that. Okay. That one winner will receive that. On top of that, two winners will 
they and a guest will join me for Great Eights Memorabilia's Rolling with Santa Christmas Bowling Party featuring Keaton Mitchell and Brandon Stevens. I think Mitchell will still be on the team. Yeah, I think he might still be on the team when he's averaging nine yards per touch. (laughs) I think he might still be able. What are you doing to me? Why are you trying to sabotage the thing that angry we do together? The, angry about the it's turkey like, bowls. Is that, are you still, yeah. You're not over it. <laughs> it's like 15 years we've been doing this. Oh, and this is what I'm, I, I'm up against my own partner. <laughs> Need you to bail me out. So two of you and a guest will be on my lane. You'll join my lane. Oh, boy. We don't, it's, not a, it's not a competition. Don't oh, worry. Okay, yeah, okay, it's okay. not a competition. Senior it's just bowl. for fun. And you'll get a meet and greet with Keaton Mitchell and Brandon Stevens on December 16th. Okay. So that's very cool. I like that. Two of you will receive two rounds of golf at Baltimore's Classic Five oh, Golf Courses. Love it. Tom Pierce, my man. 100%, including a cart and everything. Two of you will also receive two rounds of golf at Baltimore's Classic Five Golf Courses. Okay. And added to the pot this morning, our friends at Rams Head Live have thrown in I'll play with these people. For You'll go with them? Yeah, here's what I'll do. Yeah? Somebody wants to buy, well, what, how much are these things? $25 for a raffle ticket. You buy five of them, mm-hmm. and, and I'll go with you. Okay. Well, I, they have to be the randomly selected winner. That's the problem. We select winners at random. That doesn't really work. Well, it works in this case. Yeah, I mean, not exactly. We've had two people already buy more than five to this point so far. Um. Well, let's talk that through. We'll talk that through. All right, I, I'll, I'll work on that with I'll you. I'll get, I'll get two more rounds from Tom Pierce myself. All right, all right. If somebody buys five raffle tickets today before noon, you might, you could still win any of the other prizes before but if noon. Somebody listening buys five raffle tickets. You're going golfing with Drew Forrester before noon. No matter, no matter where you could still win any of the other prizes, but you're going golfing with Drew Forrester if you buy five raffle tickets before noon today. Got it? So get in. Now, last uh, you just can't be from Loyola. Okay, I'm not sure that we can arrange that. <laughs> You're really, really beat up about this. No, did you kind of expect it? Or St. Paul's? Oh yeah, you can't be from either school. <laughs> or Curly? Or no, Curly's or fine. John Carroll? Nope, they're fine. All right, fair enough. Just, uh, lastly, I'm kidding. Thrown into the pot. You, you got to buy five. Thrown into the pot this morning. Our friends at Rams Head Live. They have a sold out show. It's called the Jingle Y'all, coming up on December 13th, starring. Uh, American Idol alum Scotty McCreary, you know him with the big deep voice. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Walker Hayes, who you remember from the the fancy like Applebee's song, right? Like where's that Taylor was Hicks? Everywhere. Uh, they don't have it for this show. <laughs> I don't know where Ta- Taylor Taylor Hicks could be performing on cruise ships at this point. You talk really? I don't even think I I think they fired him. <laughs> you think that? They, hey Taylor, this isn't going to work anymore. We're good. We're good. Soul Patrol. Oh, man, he was. I mean, they, they won. won. They let him win. Chris Daughtry was on that season. They let Taylor Hicks win. He could do the Doobie Brothers. He could. That was about the list of things he could do. That Who was, was the girl, the hot girl that he was lost Was that to. Catherine McPhee? Yes. Yes. We all had McFever. We sure did. We had. <laughs> I know I did. Uh, anyway, that show, show is sold out on okay. December 13th, but they are going to hook you up with two tickets to the Jingle Y'all. Okay. With Scotty McCreary and Walker Hayes. I've never heard of you. So, yes, you have. Okay. You're just saying things because you are par- trying to sabotage. Five. Got to buy five. We can go golfing. <laughs> Waiting for that. Waiting for that to come across any moment now. 
That's the deal. So get in today. The way to get in, Venmo, Glenn-Clark, PayPal, GlennClark180, Cash App, GlennClark Radio. If for some reason you don't use those things, tell me. We'll figure out another way, Zelle or something, that we can use in order to get in. Tell me when you do. Either tw- tweet me at Glenn Clark Radio or email Say, me. Say, I want the five. I want to go play golf with Drew. That's all you got to do. And if you have a number preference, the numbers that are uh, cho- have already been selected are already shown on the website. If you go to glennclarkradio.com, you can see them. They have a handful of numbers available. Please, please get in and fill this thing up so I don't have to sabotage the show anymore and I can just move on and talk about the next thing that we're going to ask you money for. That's the way it's going to go. Got it? Bull pick them next week. That's the next thing we're going to ask you for money. Have you seen all the light you can't see? No, what is that? The show on Netflix. I'm not sure I have the right name. All the light you can't see. Is that what the name of it is? Sounds... Yeah, have you seen it? I, appreci- uh, I heard of it. I appreciate that you went like at least 30 seconds without derailing us again. That was I do appreciate that. So called All the Light You Can't yeah, See. Yeah, yeah, about that French uh that yeah. French girl. Yeah. World War II uh show, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What's the story on it? All the light we cannot see. It looks solid. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Okay. On the on that's, the sports. That's what you got. <laughs> well, on the sports now. I just was asking you. No. All right. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Please get in. Help us fill this thing today. Five, we need five, your help. By five and go golf with me. If it's somebody who's listening later on in the day, could we still do that for them? Because not everybody listens live. Sure. Okay. I mean, somebody's got to buy five. First person that buys five today. First person that buys five raffles tickets, you're going golfing with Drew. All right? Even if we had two. I mean, Even you, if two you would, people did if it. If two different people, you'd let them both. Yeah. All right. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Thank you. Now, here's the deal. I am... Um, We're going to beat up Zay Flowers? I, I saw you write... So that was what you chose to write about this morning. Well, it was, it's been... It was... For some reason, it gained a lot of steam yesterday. I guess most people took Monday off, and then yesterday they they brought it up. I, I saw a lot of commentary about it yesterday. I talked to uh, I talked to Tory about it. Yeah, Tory Smith about it yesterday. Well, he's going to say run the end zone. He's a wide receiver. I, and he and the point that he made and I and I here's what I would say. Obviously, with the benefit of hindsight, he should have gone down. The only real issue that I have, I don't think it's hindsight. I, I, I this is the, where I'm going to say I do think it's with the benefit of hindsight. There's two there's two mitigating factors to me. Gambling. That yes. The, God bless you for getting the cover. Um, the first factor is. What, did somebody say something on the sideline? Well, Munkin said no. And I believe that. I do, like, too. And I that's be- why I wrote that this morning. I that, believe. Uh, do, do you expect? This is really the genesis of the whole question. I don't think there's any doubt, although you have people that are insane who say, run the end zone. There, there's no doubt he should have fallen down. You fall down, the game ends, and you win. Mm-hmm. So all you went out there to do was win. Mm-hmm. The, the, but the real question of the whole thing is, should he – navigate that himself or or should someone have to say in the huddle hey if we get six yards here fall down right and that's really the question what i would say and munkin said yesterday i I didn't say it right and i would say two things if he was eight years into his career i would be more inclined to admonish zay flowers for not going down as a rookie he doesn't know it's it Maybe somebody would say he should know. He should know. He probably but he doesn't. Know. He probably should. But I just don't think he's thinking about it. I don't think that the thought is crossing his mind in he's that moment. Definitely not. And so it requires someone to me on the sideline 100%. saying, "Do we're in the huddle, right? You got." Make, and by the if, way, what are we doing if we here? We break one of these. Make sure you go down. The game is over, right? Like, 
it is much it would be a much bigger story if this had been a 20 to 20 game and the Ravens are marching down to kick a game winning field goal and they broke it and the Chargers were like trying to let them score at that point then it's a much bigger deal to me that you have to have the conversation of dude they're trying to let you score they the only path for them back into the game is if you score they're trying to let you score make sure you're aware of that and you don't go in at that point, the Chargers weren't trying to let the Ravens score because they didn't want it to be a two-score game. They wanted to get a stop. They were competing at that point sure. because they could limit them to a field goal and get the ball back and go win the game. So in that moment, you're not thinking about those scenarios. So I, again, it, it, while it's So easy, who's to blame, Munkin? Yeah, John, all of them, right? Like, that's sure. that's got to be a coaching thing. Hey, if we break one, go down. Go down. And it's, it's, it is a little bit of an all's well that ends well, but it's more than that. It would be a far bigger deal to me. I would be more well, critical. What if, if Rockon Smith tears his Achilles? I, that, you know, that would be unfortunate, but football is well, football. And, and yeah, like, but what if he tears his Achilles? For, right, on for, plays for, that didn't need to happen. I understand, really? what, I, do, I understand what you're saying, but I would still say that it, I don't think that's likely in a 10-point game. I think those guys are going to go back out there and only half try at that point. Right, like, I don't know about that. They were kind of half trying on the ball when they got the ball back. Yeah, they were trying. They went four and out. They were trying. I, I, it's fair. It's fair. They were. It's they fair. were trying. It's fair I mean, to say they were trying. They, <clears throat> we've seen enough of these crazy games to know. You're exactly right about that. How, how that, it works. That part you're right. In about fact, that. the more likely scenario than them going down the field scoring, getting an onside kick and scoring, the more likely scenario is someone gets hurt. This was your argument. Mm-hmm. The year that they, they did, they they ran did the, the goofy yeah. running thing. And you said, what if the dude tears his ACL on this play? Yeah. Uh, it, it, anyway. Yep. That kid's a hell of a player, though, man. Flowers, he's an unbelievable player. There's no question about that. Uh, the guy for the Chargers, not so much. No, not great. Quentin Johnston, oh that one. Yikes. Yikes. I'd like to know one thing. I'd love to be able to ask them a question. What went into the thought of not wearing the powder blue? Why would I mean we could ask that for every game though? Correct. The logo looked terrible. Why would I, you wear those goofy uniforms? I'm with you, man. When you can wear whatever I'm you want. I'm with you. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. How about their coach? Well, he's. I mean, I can't believe he's. Called, I can't believe he's gotten to Wednesday. Embattled called and laughed at him. I mean, come on. What, oh are, they, my what are they even doing out there? I have no idea. It's it's absurd. I, I'm I'm not I am not worked up about the Zay Flowers thing. It's it's easy to say. I'm not worked up either. Yeah. I I just. I opined on it because I think a lot of people are worked yep. up about it. I, I'm not that worked up about it because all's well that ends well. I, but I do see the merit in oh, yeah. saying to him, and I got to believe, yeah, it's, I, it's, I have to believe John probably sat down next to him on the plane and said, hey, by the way, next time fall down. It was funny. It was good. No problem. But eh, next time but, fall down. But that's got to look at him. That, to me, it's one thing for sure. John. If John's admonishing Zay... Who's admonishing John? Well, you know what Zay's going to say when John right. says an action. Dude, why Zay's going to say, why didn't you tell me Why so? didn't you tell me? If you told me to, I would have, right? <clears throat> right? And that's where, I yes, I do think that it can be a teaching moment for Zay Flowers, but I would say I'm way more concerned, and this goes on the heels of John's... And we're also presupposing, when I heard Munkin say, hey, it's on me... Yeah, that he's not I, just... We're also presupposing that they didn't say something Right, that he's flowers. not covering and, for... for right. and, and again, if that's the case, then there's a... There's a bigger problem if he was purposely told, go down, and ignored and it. And didn't. There's right. a much bigger problem. Right. 
the reaction on the field would not suggest that that's the case. If that was the case, totally agree. You would have seen immediately someone grabbing him like, dude, what the f? Right. You just openly, you know, especially it, the defensive players. Correct. Because the defensive players are the ones that have to go back out. One hundred percent. Right. Play, and they joke play the ninth, play back the ninth up. inning without. Yep. The game being in the balance. One hundred percent. So that part, I, I don't believe is true based on what the reaction was. On I would the agree. Field. It's it feels way more like, and this Tory explained it, dude. You're not you're you're forty some yards out. You're just not thinking about what if we break this. All right. we're thinking about right now is come hell or high water, we've got to get a first down. Right. We're not remotely thinking about anything beyond that in this moment. So it's totally reasonable, but it goes into the bag of it wasn't a great night for John Harbaugh. Like that's the part that is far more troubling. It's far more troubling that it's one more thing that we look back on and say, dude, you're not running the offense. You're not running the defense. You're supposed to be the guy that's in charge of these little things. You've got to make sure that these little things get cleaned up. And whenever somebody criticizes John Harbaugh, and look, I'm not, I'm certainly not going to defend Ken Zalis and people that want to fire John Harbaugh. It's absurd. But you have to be willing to criticize him where criticism is due. That's on you as a head coach. As a head coach, you're the guy that should be able to control all the what is what when you guys are calling plays. What are you not thinking about, right? When you're worried about what play is going to work to get the first down, you're probably not thinking about what does a player need to do if they happen to break this. I've got to be the one as the head coach to think about that type of stuff and make sure that's taken care of. And on a night where the obviously the replay was just abysmal, abysmal, the way that they handled that, it's one more thing to put on and say, what was going on on Sunday night that there were so many errors in that department in decision-making? It was a horrendous night when it came to I don't think John would ever out who the person is that he's relying on. I don't think he'd ever out that person. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who it is. I have no idea. But whoever he relies on to feed him the information about the challenges, that the other night, you know, I don't want to go as far as to say fireable, but I (laughs) – you would you would really have to sit down with that guy on the flight home and say, "Dude, were you taking a leak or something?" Right. Like, yeah, just what, be honest. What were you checking? Did your kid fall and break his arm, and you were checking your phone? Like, tell me why or how you 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 missed all of these. So the explanation, the that- backwards pass one, the other two, and the other two were I don't even know what the word is I'm looking for. the 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 other two were were debatable like close like hey get a quick look at that and let me know what you think the 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 backwards pass i don't even think that was debatable like well the there's the, the no, aguilar one wasn't debatable either the aguilar one he was a yard past the first down marker the, uh, okay the, but again some of that depends some of that right. depends on the the quickness of the play and how quickly 100%. you get as the guy sitting upstairs because right. john doesn't control it yep as much as People want to say John controls. John doesn't control it. He's not. He's looking at the field. Correct. With twenty guys, six foot two and bigger, standing in his way. One hundred percent. He can't see it. People, people are idiots. People are like, yeah, he can. He's got to make the call. It's not. He doesn't do that. Right. But, but the person sitting up there yes, had to at least see. Hey, I, I kind of think he got that. Now, if you want to say, and I forget when it happened. Was it in the second quarter? Which one? 
The Aguilar one. The Aguilar one was the third, one in the second half. Was it oh, the yeah. third quarter? Yeah. Okay. The the one in the first half, I, I can almost see you saying there's got to be there's there's got to be an, a lot of data to support. I'm now I'm saying aside from what happened, there's got to be a lot of data to support making a challenge in the first half versus keeping your challenges for the second half. There's got to be data that says if we don't waste a timeout or waste a challenge in the first half, here here's what's happened in our in our life, you know, in our Ravens life. Here's what's happened when we've held on to them. So maybe in the first half if it's 80% that you want to challenge it, you leave it alone. Does this make sense? See what I'm saying is, all right, and I'll use the backwards lateral as an mm-hmm. example. If that happens in the first quarter of the game, you are far less right. inclined you have a lot to of challenge to play. Correct. But, but with the, argue, with the flip but side the Aguilar argument. But the one, there's no question, when you watched it again. It wasn't even close. Wasn't, but, but let me go back to a couple things. The, the flip side argument that that theory would be the, the timeouts are more important in the second half than they are in the first half, right? Sure. Like so if, there's your if, counter to it. If, if we you, lose a timeout in the first half, who cares? Right. You lose a timeout, okay. timeout in the second half. That's it could fair. be the difference in you winning and losing right. at the end of the game. So it's a t- that's a tough argument to make. I don't. I think what you're saying is still relevant. I want to go back to the backwards pass, though. Well, Again, yeah, like if I'm John, absurd. I'm on the plane, but, I say, please tell me how right. you thought in any way, shape, or form yeah. that was even remotely and, close And enough. that was the difficult part about his explanation on Sunday night was, well, those are hard, so we thought there was a chance. Like, dude, what? You gave up a timeout on something that you had no idea? You had gave up a second-half timeout it was very on a obvious. play where you had no clue whether or not it was very you were just hoping like I almost would rather John say, "Look, you want to know the truth? The truth is the guy that helps me up there went to take a leak, and and forgot his phone in the bathroom. And when he ran back to get his phone, he came. I, I would rather you make up a story than to say, "Well, we looked at that, and, and we I tell just, you, we thought we are hoping for the best." Yeah, that's awful. But I, the bigger problems are like I, the explanation on the other two. He's standing by on Monday still. We don't think the first one would have been overturned, and that I want to come back to that because I think there's a, a bigger conversation that the I first one was the first one was the Lamar one. That one was the one where he stretched out. Oh right. And so I'll come back to that. Well, that was close. The right. second one is the one that they've maintained, and if you go back and look at the video, it's backed up by their. They've maintained for two days that on the Aguilar one, oh the guy, f- they thought said it first. Down. They thought it was a first down. They lined up and ran a play that, as we now they know, thought was, on, was first down was on third and one. But they thought it was on first and ten. And so that's the excuse is we didn't challenge it because we never knew it wasn't a first down. And that's backed up by, remember, they had issues with down markers on on the Chargers' first drive of the game where they put up the wrong – so, like, in their mind, they thought they saw someone say it's first down. Everybody went up and called a play. It's not okay. It's not acceptable. You don't get a pass. It's just – it makes more sense than – we looked at it and didn't think we had it. Like, that would be insane in that situation. It's still a failure in the procedure. And again, when you're a head coach who's not calling the plays, you kind of have to be on top of all the procedure. Like, you have to be sure. zoned in sure. on all of the procedure because of that. The thing about Lamar, that that play that nobody wants to talk about, and what John, I, when he says, we don't think we would have gotten it, I disagree. The evidence did appear to be about as close as clear and obvious as you could imagine in football. The thing that I said that's hilarious is John Harbaugh has pissed away challenges 
on spot calls throughout the course of his career knowing that the most difficult challenge to get in football is a spot call. The irony being that he's normally doing it in the middle of the field where it's almost impossible, whereas this one was right at the sideline where you actually have the boundary marker in order to be able to overturn that call. Spot calls in the middle of the field almost never get overturned right. because it's just easy enough to say, eh, it's too close, we can't tell. There's 12 guys piled up there, right. But it goes back to two problems that we have. The first problem is the one that I always scream about, is that the coaches are still expected to officiate the games. And somehow, because it's tradition, we've just accepted it. We're just used to it. That the coaches have to be the one. We hire officials. There are who are awful, by the way. That we hire them. It's hilarious. And then we say getting worse. But the coaches have to officiate. No, they're the games. getting worse. They've got to worry about you know whatever the the, the wide receiver who's screaming. No the doubt. how healthy is this guy? And we still ask them to officiate the games. On top of having to be the coach. I know. It's hilarious. It's bonkers. It's bat-ass. It's crazy. And we've just accepted it. We're so far into it. We've been doing it for 20 years, so we just sort well, of what say. We've, what we've said is we're acknowledging from the, by the beginning. Way, Andrew Skalski got into the raffle. Thank you, Andrew. Love you. Appreciate you. What we've said is. few of you still need to get in. You know who you are. Uh, um, what we've said is we're acknowledging before the game starts that some of these calls are going to be wrong. Yes. And we and, and so, because we're acknowledging that, and we also know that you know they're going to be wrong, right. we're going to give you the chance to fix them. Instead of saying, <laughs> we should fix them. Right. We. I know. I know. The it's, officials should be the one to say, hey, man, you know what's crazy? The entire world is seeing that we might have gotten that one wrong, but we're not well, going to do anything about it. There was, there was a play the other day. Now, let me think back on this. Oh. It was actually in the Turkey Bowl. Okay. It was actually in the Turkey Bowl. The referees looked at the replay uh, on the screen. Okay. And then tried and pick, to... And picked up the flag. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. And, uh, and then probably somebody was mad about it because no, they're not supposed to do no, that. No one was mad about Good. it at all. Good. I'm glad. No, no, no. They, it, was, it, was going to the, it was going to the road side of the stadium, not the, not the school side, but like as you drive in, whatever that... The, if you're watching the arena on, side of the stadium? No, it was going to the into the end zone oh, okay. of, of right. that right. side. Okay, something I forget the circumstance, but something happened. They threw a flag, and when they quickly showed the replay, the ref picked up his flag and said, "There is no foul for." Oh, you know what it was? Got it. I know exactly what it was. The ball got thrown over the kid's head. Oh, they so called they, interference. Yeah, and they said it was the ball uncatchable. Was Twenty-five feet yep. over the kid's head, and the ref looked up at the screen and walked over and said, "There is no foul for pass interference. Uh, the mistake was thrown in error. Did you I see, mean, the flag was thrown in error." And everybody went, "Oh, yeah, right." Did you see how um, how uh, Tony Bennett embarrassed himself a couple weeks ago, the Virginia coach? No, more than he did when he lost to the NBC. Well, that I mean they turned around and won the national championship, so he was okay there. There was a game they played in Charlotte. Okay. And Corey Alexander, former Virginia star, was doing the game on whatever ESPN network it was on. There was a call on an out-of-bounds where like, they gave the ball to Virginia. He, they they got a replay on the broadcast where they were like, ah, they got that one wrong, right? The officials came over and looked at Corey Alexander and whoever he was doing the game with and said, hey, did we get that one right? And Corey Alexander said, no, you didn't. And so they stopped the game again, walked back over to the broadcast monitor, and said, hey, show us the angles that you have. 
saw the angle, flipped the call, gave it to, I think they were playing Florida, if I remember correctly, gave it to Florida instead. Tony Bennett lost his effing mind. They got the call right. And he lost this his mind. This is like mind. the thing with the Browns that year. Like, you, we could be mad at that all we want. The, the, the field goal was good. Correct. Like, you, you're mad because they, the field goal was good? They got the call right. And Tony Bennett screamed yeah, see, bloody that, murder, now that's, and and got like the Virginia fan base to turn on their guy because how dare he help the officials out to get the call right, Cor- to get the call right. correct. Right. The call was going our way, and you screwed us. It's so embarrassing. No doubt, it's a joke. It's utterly embarrassing. Yeah, I, I don't even guys. remember what happened. The other, I don't remember what. I don't remember who the foul benefited. So I don't even remember. Right. I just remember everyone I was sitting with being like, "Oh, they got yeah, you know." Good for them, good for them. For getting right, the call right, correct, right, right. which is what the the goal of all of this should right. be is what. Happens. Well, you know that that definitely happened with the Phil Dawson thing. Yeah, oh, they, they 100%. went they under definitely the right. They right. went yeah. right before the game. Right, yeah. before, you know, they went under the and somebody said, yeah. "Um, mm, yeah. Yeah, you might want to come over real quick." And, then, and remember, how did he announce it? Like, and with more information because they he, they weren't they were allowed, allowed to look to, at of it, of course, he, and they pretended like they did. Just said with further information. <laughs> so remember, Ray came out was retaping oh his wrists God, and everything. Man. Like, oh. I I just remember I remember specifically like yep. thinking, why are you under the hood here? Yep. something's weird. A hundred percent. So <laughs> that that what I what screams at me is that in that moment it's a reminder that we can get on John Harbaugh and I understand why we are. We can get on the Ravens staff. But what we should really be screaming about is the absurdity that the coaches have to officiate the games. And we've just accepted that. We've just said and, that's And fine. here's the thing. For all of the arguing that people would make about the games being too long, which I think that Eagles-Bills game just ended. Yeah. Like that thing was a fiasco. But it did go deep into overtime. No, but too. I mean just the whole – Yeah, I know. It, it took forever. I know. Right? Um for all the arguing about the games or the games take long enough already. Right. Well they when you challenge it, it still takes time. Correct. It should What's take the difference? less time right. for someone to just say oh, he was in, he, got he, it he got wrong, a first down. Fix it. He got a first down. And hey, like Hey Bill, first down there. The NFL will let you do that sometimes during a game. But not everyone on the planet saw the same thing, and no one was in power to say, stop the game. Just give me 10 seconds. we got to make sure. Hey, by the way, if Harbaugh right. asks, that yeah. was a backwards pass. Correct. Keep going, guys. Good call there, by the way. Correct. You guys are uh, – you were right. Yeah, hell, Keep going. Right, 100%. Keep going. But if John asked, let him know yep. hey, that man, was a backwards pass. We, we looked at it. It was all good. Sorry. You know, it's what it is. That's absurd. I know. But there's another problem if we're going to continue with the coach's challenge thing, which, again, we shouldn't. But if we're going to, and it popped up in Ohio State, Michigan as well on Saturday. Who won that game? Uh, I think Michigan. They, uh, I think they knew it was coming. I have no idea. There was a moment. So you didn't watch the game? Did not. Okay. There was a moment in the first half. Uh, I don't watch college football. Where there was a, a Michigan threw a ball to a receiver who was bringing it down in the end zone, and as he was going down – the ball seemed to come out. And it was never hit the ground, was taken away by an Ohio State defender. But it was really close, and it was a hard call to make. But if you watched it, it's pretty clear that based on the rule that you have to go to the ground, the ball was out before he was on the ground. But it was close. And because it was close, what do you think the officials did? Where was the game? 
The game was at Michigan. Well, they gave it to Michigan. Because it was clo- no matter where it is, the officials have a perceived bias to the call on the field. And as is repeated by every color analyst who's never capable of handling replay other than to say, remember, it's got to be clear and obvious. We have used this clear and obvious thing as a crutch to give bias to the call that well, was made on the it field. It becomes the definition. Correct. It winds up becoming the definition of the play. Well, I'm 98% sure he dropped it, but, but it's not. if it's not 100... There's some ambiguity. There's the smallest amount of ambiguity, right. so we're going to default to the call that was made on the field. Right. And so now a coach is going to lose a timeout on a call they probably have right, but there's just not enough. Ev- we are going to make them lose a timeout over, well, you know... we. It, guys, it's just close. Don't want, don't want to get Daryl mad at me. I got to work with him next week. Correct. So, we got to abandon clear and obvious. You go under that hood. There is no bias allowed whatsoever. There is no. Did he catch it or not? Did he? You've got to figure I out. I thought there was a fumble the other day. Might have been in that Eagles, Eagles Bills game. I think it was. Yeah. Where they ruled it was a fumble, and it wasn't a fumble. Kid caught the ball, turned around, got knocked out of his hand. It wasn't a fumble. Maybe it was the Chiefs. No, it was the Eagles Bills game because they had two of them, right? That's they had sounds two right, of those. Yes. The, the second one they got totally wrong. The second one they ruled a fumble. He didn't fumble the ball. I don't remember it, but I'll, I'll it, believe you. Yeah, he didn't fumble. And, no, and it, didn't one of those happen in the Ravens game? Also, well, the Chargers fumbled like four times. In yeah, but game, didn't so. didn't that happen in the Ravens game? Didn't didn't somebody catch the ball? And we oh, knock it out it of their hands. It, it was close. That wasn't was in the Ravens like, game. Yeah, that uh, was in the. the that was on Thanksgiving. Johnson? That was on Thanksgiving. There was no. I'm no, pretty sure there was, was definitely a play in the Lions. Well, Packers, there might have been, but the I, Lions-Packers game for sure. There was a play where everybody stopped on the field because it was assumed that it was an incomplete pass. Are you thinking of Deontay Johnson? No, I'm not. I'm well, yeah, I'm he kidding. definitely did stop on the field. You're I'm right kidding. about that. No, everybody stopped on the field. No, this was in the Ravens game because I'm pretty sure uh, Queen knocked the ball out of the guy's hand. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, I don't remember. I don't. Remember. I just remember saying the, the, there's zero chance that was a fumble. Okay, he didn't catch the ball and start running with it. He might have caught the ball, but he didn't start running with it. He the ball might have been in his. Oh, I do remember the play that you're talking about. Yeah, I disagree with you. I thought that. I no. thought they got that right. No chance. I thought they got that right. Well, that there was a third move for sure. They didn't get it right because they just don't get it right. Well, anyway, okay, I understand that thought process. You're not wrong about that. We've got to stop penalizing coaches' timeouts. That that's unacceptable. And because John Harbaugh's point where, well, we didn't think we were going to get that one overturned. Lamar Jackson obviously had a first down. But I'll defend John Harbaugh on this. It was close. And whenever anything is close, it allows the opportunity for the officials to say, sorry, it was too close, and shrug emoji because of it. And you're losing a timeout on a play that you might have had right. In that case, you would have had right. But they just decide not to give you because it was close enough for them to use the bias of the call that was made on the field. You sound a lot like somebody who had the over. I didn't. I didn't okay. have the over okay. on Sunday night. I didn't have the over. You're but begging, I had, you're begging I, for points I, here. I, I had the Ravens covering, so I've, God bless A. Flowers. Oh, no doubt. We were all happy. I, I, however, missed on both Ravens to win the first quarter and uh, Ravens to score first. Yeah. So you know who else calls me? Who? Not happy. The kicker. Oh, that wasn't great. 
<laughs> wasn't great. We'll talk about him in a second. Yeah, we'll talk about him. All, all right. right. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by... Will Justin Tucker miss a field goal? Settle down. Minus 110. That's easy money. This one's brought to you by... Speaking of betting, it's brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. Griffin, you want to tell everybody what's going on at Live Casino and Hotel? Yes, over at Live Casino and Hotel, they got the second chance to win drawing. Uh, hopefully, you're staying on those primetime unders. Um, because, I mean, all they do is hits. Uh, I believe I saw the stat was like there might have been like three games between Sunday night and Monday night football that have not gone hmm. under How so far that? this season. How so about that? Might have to continue doing that. If, uh, but if luck wasn't on your side at a recent bet, at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino uh, in Hotel Maryland, you can get ready to turn those losses into winning opportunities with the second chance to win promotion because between now and January 4th, 2024, all Live Casino and Hotel Maryland Rewards members will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum, and then two nights a week, 20 different winners will be chosen with prizes ranging from Live Casino and Hotel Maryland apparel, sports and social ultimate happy hour, plus cash and free play worth up to $500. Drawings will be held every Thursday and Monday, only at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Adirondo Mills must be 21 to play. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLING. Zach Britton's going to join us in a few minutes. We're going to talk to him about his retirement from baseball. And uh, also, we'll get to Would You Rather Wednesday next, Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 a fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership, a press box, and great ace memorabilia. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Costas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. 
Visit Harford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along the holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on events to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Hey Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. All right, somebody. That? That's, uh, that's, you want to go after Paul again? <laughs> is that what that is? You're just looking for the opportunity. Uh, you got somebody going golfing with you. Our friend uh, Cotter Vendajalad, uh, who he's going way out of his way on this one. He's purchased, including some that he had already bought, he's now up to having purchased a quarter of the raffle. He bought 10 more this morning. Okay. So he's going golfing with you. Get his info. I, that's, uh, I will get that from him today. As long as he doesn't go to Loyola. Uh, I promise you he's not a Loyola person. I don't remember where. I think he was Hartford County somewhere. Maybe Hartford Tech, somewhere okay. like that. But uh, Cotter Vendigelad, I love that guy. He's uh, come through for us before. He's been a winner in the raffle before. Okay. And um, get his info. He is. Uh, he's going golfing with Drew. So uh, can't wear blue. Ten more spots knocked out. Uh, would you, you do it for somebody else too? Sure. Two still. You buy five more spots. You're going golfing with Drew. All right. Five more spots you today. Go back to beating up Paul. <laughs> what is? What is that? I can't wait. What is that? I just can't wait what till it, your... Laura has this baby. Why? And Paul has to change diapers. Paul has do what, to change. Do what parents do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. All right, Would You Rather Wednesday, uh, brought to you by Birdland Sports. Uh, before we do that, uh, quickly a reminder that uh, Stan the Fan, Ross Grimsley, and Luke Jackson get together every Monday to talk baseball. You can watch that show, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline. If you miss it live, check it out, pressboxonline.com slash video. Now, Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Birdland Sports. Scenarios are up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, facebook.com slash Radio. Since we just brought him up, Would You Rather number one, a football genie will offer you that Mark Andrews' recovery is so remarkable that he is back for the start of the playoffs. Yes. Or oh. that football genie can give you assurances that Justin Tucker is fixed, starting out of the bye. Oh, Lord. And will be, just, and will be Justin you Tucker. Mean neutered? Yeah, <laughs> yes, correct. That's exactly what I mean. Spade, I believe, is what they call that. Poor Justin. Uh, and will be Justin Tucker again. Uh, through the end of 2020. Anyone who thinks he isn't Justin Tucker is goofy. Give me Mark Yeah? Andrews. You're so sure? He missed one kick. Yeah, he's not just missed one kick. He's missed oh. one embarrassing kick. 
He's missed other kicks. Yeah, from 58 yards. That was what Justin Tucker made. When I say he's Justin Tucker Mark again. Mark is the answer to this. You people are nuts. I think it's nuts for you to talk the way that you're talking about it. To pretend like Justin Tucker's fine. You keep saying that. Keep saying that. Go ahead. Where do we write that down? Oh, by the way, when do you want to pay up? Uh, for what? When do you just tell me? When do you want to go? I don't know, but I'm. I'm. When will you tell me? When do you want to go? Where are we going? Uh, we're going to the Asian kitchen, baby. Yes. Yeah, but you're paying. No. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Whenever you're ready. What was what was the bet? How many games is Rashad Bateman going to play this? Oh, year? he's played them all. I think. Has he played them all? He missed one. He might have missed one. Um, I did he miss he one? Did. Uh, I'll try it doesn't matter. Let's go. And whenever you're ready. Yeah. Go today if you want. I, I we love can that go place. today. I love that place. You're paying. We're yeah, going I, to Asian Kitchen, he's, baby. He's not going, is he? <laughs> Griffin, I think we handled that. Okay. <laughs> I think we took care of that. He can come, too. So, but uh, if he goes over there, he's going to be moving to Owens Mills. Yeah, you just go there every I day. Mean, well, I pre- just... appreciate it. So Drew's taking Cotter golfing and is taking us for Chinese. Okay. This, this worked out pretty well. Yeah. I like how that went. Okay. Um, yeah, God bless you for being so convinced there's no problem there. Yeah, God I'll take Mark Andrews, no. too. Yep. We'll, we'll talk. You Correct. and I will talk later. Of course. You and I will talk later. Of course. Number two, uh, the Hall of Fame. By the way, Clark Judge will join us later on in the show. I was going to write about the Hall of Fame today. I think I'll do it tomorrow. The semifinalists were announced yesterday. You're given the power to put one former Raven in the Hall of Fame this year, but the other will never get in. So would you rather Anquan Bolden gets in, but Steve Smith never does, or Steve Smith gets in, but Anquan Bolden never does? Wow. Mm. I mean, it's almost the question's almost unfair because neither one of them should be in. I don't know if neither one of them should be in. I this is this is I think where you and I separate about the Hall of Fame. I think that this is a tough one. If you're arguing it based on the guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame, I said yesterday they were fourth and fifth on my list of receivers right now that need to be in the Hall of of this of the six receivers that are on the group of semifinalists: Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt, Andre, Hines Andre Ward, Johnson. Andre Johnson. Smith and Bolden. They're fourth right. they're fourth and fifth to me. And who's sixth out of that group? Andre Johnson? Ward. 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 Gotcha. But none of them would be offensive to me as Hall of Famers. Even Tynes Ward. None of those guys would offend me as Hall of Famers. It's just that of the group, I would have There's enough. really only two guys in that group that are Hall of Fame wide receivers, honestly. I think we know who they are. You Honestly. think Wayne and Holt are correct? I disagree about Andre Johnson. I think Andre Johnson's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. I don't think so. I, I okay. I Here. saw the let my five are Freeney. Yeah, he's on my list. Freeney, Holt, Wayne, Jared Allen, and Gates. Antonio Gates. So you've got you you would make Julius Peppers wait a year just to get yes. the other guys in. And I had no like to me Peppers is a Hall of Famer, but he if is. you say But we you can wanna, only take five, right? Like Freeney definitely it's insane. You can only take five. Yes, you right. can five only only five games. Okay. Um, the, the only other argument I would make, but again, he's done. We've done this with him for three years. Is I, I wouldn't mind substituting Pep, Peppers for Holt, but Tory yeah, Holt needs to be in the Hall of Tory Fame. Holt, wait, I agree with that. The only other guy that I would want to talk about on that list is Patrick Willis. To me, it's it's he, he's going to be a Hall of Fame. We addressed this. They put Calvin Johnson in. They put Terrell Davis in. The longevity thing. There's no argument there anymore. Patrick Willis is a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about that. I it's befuddling yeah. to me, but. Whatever. Back That's to what your question, I, I, I think that eh, this is tough because the bias in me says Bolden in, Smith out because he was on he he led the Ravens to a Super Bowl. 
Well, no, the quarterback did, but he helped. <laughs> um, he, he certainly helped. I, yeah, I would say if you made me pick one and throw the other one out for good, it would go that way. What Bolden. if? What if? New, I, I mean, okay, What if you weren't a Ravens fan? Well, I mean, would you feel differently about it? Probably. Okay. Probably. I just never thought Steve Smith was one of the top three receivers in football. In his throughout, I always thought he was a fifth or sixth guy. Now, in fairness to him. He was also in the league at a time when there were five or six remarkable receivers. 100%. Right? Yep. I mean, I just did this two weeks ago with baseball, and I talked about Mark Burley in, in the Baseball Hall of Fame. There were plenty of pitchers who over three or four or five years were ranked much higher than Burley. But if you go through his entire career and you look at the compilation of what he did, very few pitchers in his career did what he did. Yeah. He made 30 starts or more mm -hmm. every year of his big league career except his first one when he wasn't a full-timer. Mm -hmm. His ERA, his entire career but one year, right. was in the American League, was way below the league average. No, I hear you. And and so this is we do this, right? We take, and Smith to me is... Smith could be the argument. Smith could be the Mark Burley argument. In his throughout his career, there were always four or five guys better than him in that year. Right. Always. Right. But if you take his entire career, there weren't that many guys better who did it the same way he did it for that length of time. Albert Bell is a great example of this in baseball. He find me anyone who did what Albert Bell did for those ten years. Albert Bell's numbers were unreal. They were incredible. There's no question about it. You, so you're trying to—it's the Pedro Martinez argument, though, right? Like, yeah, but Pedro. If, if you sure. do it, I mean, Pedro only had it, 200. And if you do it in a short, a small sample size, wins, it or, has to be absurd. You know, right? And Martinez's five years yeah. were probably better than anyone's five years in a row, maybe ever. Once they changed the mound. I would say you could make an argument, and one of those years, Sandy Koufax, one of those yes. years or two of those years occurred mm -hmm. in Montreal. Mm -hmm. But if if you take that five year window of Martinez's career, ninety six or ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand, one or two, you take those five years, I would challenge you to find any pitcher who had the same numbers he had in those five years. I get it. I get it. Ever. I get it. Right now, you take the compilation of his career. I still think he was a Hall of Famer. But there were guys, and this is this is where I would say Burley to me. I forget who I said because you could take ten. I don't think I picked ten. I think I said it's off the top of my head. I think I said Wagner, Burley, Tory Hunter, who I think's extraordinarily over overrated, underrated. I I would also I feel say very Bob, strongly about Tory Hunter. Right. I here, here's it's inter, inter, interesting. You bring up Bolden. I, I think Bolden and Hunter are very comparable. I think they're very comparable. Hmm. They were never the best player in their position. Right. They were extraordinarily dependable. I know Bolton had some injury issues, but it, when he was on the field, he, I mean, the he typically team was, played even when he the, had injuries. The team was way, way, way better. Yes. He played for a moribund franchise for six years. They, I, I don't know. I think those two are very comparable. Hunter, 
Torrey Hunter, to me, is a Hall of Fame baseball player. Now, I, you also have an argument in baseball you don't necessarily have in football, which is, and I'll, just off the top of my head, like Manny Ramirez, Hall of Famer, without question. Steroids, without question. That gets him off my list. Gary Sheffield, Hall of Famer, yeah. Steroids, yep. That gets him off my list. You, you don't have that in football. You don't, that argument, so, you, you know, A-Rod's not in, Manny's not in, um, Bonds. Gary Sheffield's yeah. not in. Obviously, well, I don't even think Bonds is He's no longer on the ballot. On, on the ballot. Yeah. Um, you don't have that argument in football, right? So it's it's not as easy to yep. dismiss guys in but football. But yet, for some reason, we put David. Look, but, but David Ortiz is in. I don't get that one. Nope. Well, it's it's not hard to get. No, he, I, I don't he, get he that. He was nice. He was uh, nice to the media. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's the answer. He okay. was nice to the media, yeah. so David Ortiz was allowed to get in. Despite yeah, I don't remember enough user. about Sheffield, but I guess Sheffield wasn't right. He was prickly. Yeah, he was prickly. Okay. David Ortiz was nice to the media, oh, okay. and so fair enough. They're they're willing to pretend like he didn't use steroids. See, I think the guys in the guys on the list of the NFL. I saw the twenty five the other day. Like, I don't, I don't. Rem, I'm trying to remember if there was anyone on the list where you said you're, you're insane, right? Like, like the. There's zero chance. Get, pull the list no, up. Tiki Barber is pretty close to that for me. Tiki oh, Barber is not okay. a Hall of Famer. Okay. He had a but nice in baseball, career. but pull up the baseball list. Oh, yeah, I get list. it. They put Jose Rijo on the baseball ballot. I understand. There's, there's tons of guys on right. that list, baseball list, and you're like, what are you putting him on there But for? these are like, this is the semifinalists that we're talking about. The first list they right. sent out has every, Brendan Trawick is on the first list they send out, right, for the Football Hall of Fame. But this is the, the semifinalist list at this point, and so that's where it gets to. Um, we'll talk more about that with Clark Judge in a bit, and we'll have to finish up. Would you rather? Win? Are you staying? Are you hanging around I for don't a little? Know. Well, you got to answer the question I, I, because we have a guest. I haven't had out. a check in a month. Well, yeah, by the way, keep, keep let, let me know when it comes in. Well, I got some pressing questions for Zach Britton, so I'm sticking around. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. As Drew just mentioned, our next guest just announced his retirement from baseball after an outstanding 12-year career. The first eight of which were here in Baltimore, and the last five of which we just pretend never happened. He is former Orioles closer, future Orioles Hall of Famer. He better, and that was my question. He he better freaking be. Uh, well, I mean, I don't. Okay, we'll deal with that. He is our friend. He better be Zach Britton, and he's back with us. They've now done here. some goofy stuff. Before. Settle down. He's back with us on GCR. Zach, what's going on, man? How are you? It's Glenn and Drew. Thanks for taking the time for us. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Everything's good, man. Um, all right, so the, when you go into Cooperstown, which we, we're, we're expecting you're definitely going to get on the first ballot, <laughs> can we promise that it's going to be Orioles on the cap? Is that Can we make that work? <laughs> if that happens, I'll probably go in as an Orioles. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> is it, so, Zach, honestly, is it important to you that, you that someday you're in the Oriole Hall of Fame? Is that important to you? <sighs> Important. I'm not so sure it's important. I think um, it's a it's a great honor. I mean, it's not something I really had expected when I started out. But um, no, it'd be nice. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, I have the opportunity to get in. That'd be great. I think it, it, would, it better happen this year. Let's make that abundantly I mean, clear. Let's yeah. make that happen. <laughs> well, that, that would be great too. Let's make that happen immediately. Um, Zach, it's it's so great to catch up. It's been way too long. I, I want to go back, right? Because I, I remember, like, at the beginning of this, 
and we saw so many signs. Like there were there were times as a starter where like, dude, this guy is gonna be great. And you know, of course, it, it, that's not the way that it worked for you. I wonder as you reflect now at at your career, can you think back to like the difficulty of going through that? And were there ever times for you? where you wondered like man is this is this just not going to work out the way that i hoped it was going to work out and i might not have the career that i hoped that i was going to have yeah i think in the, in the moment when i was going through you know you, i guess you start out with having all the success in the minors and you're like man like i'm going to the big leagues i'm just going to continue doing what i had done because my last you know two years of starting in the minors had been really well i think i got the pitch of the year and one of the levels or maybe in double a I'm trying to think, but, and then triple a, you know, you do well and you're like, man, I'm just going to like continue, you know, being a great starter or whatever. And in the big leagues is just a rude awakening. Um, and in hindsight now, I just didn't have the ability to make adjustments, um, throughout an outing, like a starter, like good starters do, you know, if you don't have your good stuff, you can go to something else. Hmm. Um, and I kind of just, I had the sinker. I had, Decent off-speed stuff. I think my slider improved like towards the end of my career out of the pen, but I just didn't really have anything else if my sinker wasn't there and my command wasn't great enough to just get through five or six innings when I just didn't have anything that day, right? And those are what the really good starters are, guys that start for a long time. They either have, you know, most of them have good command, right, um, of all their pitches, so they can kind of navigate a lineup for five or six innings. Uh, if they don't have their best stuff. And I, I just didn't have that ability. I had the ability to one, two innings, you know, maybe three, really just power my sinker. And I learned how to command it, you know, as I moved to the pen, which I wish I would have learned how to command it when I was a starter, but <laughs> hindsight. Yeah. Zach, when they, when, when, do you remember the moment when someone said to you, because look, you're, I'm sure like everyone, right? You're, you wanted to be, uh, you know, you wanted to be a starter. You wanted to be the the lefty Come Randy out. Johnson, right? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, do you yeah, remember? Do you remember the moment when one of your coaches, whoever whoever it was, said, um, "Come on in, have a seat. Uh, we got some news for you." Do you remember who it was or how they broke the news to you, or did it, or did it just come sort of subtly where you're like, "Hey, I noticed I'm coming in the sixth inning a lot more these days." <laughs> no, so it was basically. Um the off season going into 2014, I had been working out with uh, Brady Anderson in California. Um, was out of options. Brady kind of approached me this the last season, so 23 at the end of 2013. I actually made an appearance. I think one out of the pen against the Red Sox. I had struggled that year as a starter. Was in AAA a lot, and then came up. I think for September and got put in the pen, but I only made like one appearance and actually went really well at the end of the year. So anyway, Brady, you know, pulled me aside and said, Hey, come work out with me, uh, in the off season. And things kind of, you know, he had obviously talked, you know, he has a relationship with the Angelus family, you know, with Buck, Showalter and things. So he had kind of told me hinting, like maybe the bullpen's the place for you. Uh, but not until Dave Wallace and Dom Chidi uh, met with me in that spring training had, did I know that that's exactly what I was going to do. I was going to the pen. They had mentioned that they thought I could be an elite reliever with my sinker. Um, and, you know, I was like, well, whatever. You know, I, I want to be in the big leagues, but I really want to be a starter. I wasn't putting too much weight into being a closer. 
Gotcha. So, and then you mentioned the pitch. I've always wanted to ask you this. Um, I'm a golfer, so I've had moments where I've learned uh, a short game shot that I didn't know existed, and someone said, hey, put the toe into the ground, and you can do this with the ball, and you do it, and you're like, holy cow, that 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 works. Now i got to go do it in a tournament, but like I've learned a new shot, and you're excited. Did, do you remember when you learned the pitch? I put the pitch in quotes. Like you know, do you, it's one of the greatest pitches in baseball. Yeah, I mean, history. do you like, remember when you learned it? And did you say to yourself, uh, like, "Oh my gosh, like, man, this could be pretty beneficial here if I got this thing figured out." Yeah, I mean, I learned it in Aberdeen uh, from Calvin Madura, who's my pitching coach. He was trying to teach me a cutter, and it just it obviously did the exact opposite of what you want a cutter to do. And the catcher at the time, I think his name was Justin Johnson. I remember his name. He was like, what the heck are you throwing? And I was like, <laughs> I'm trying to throw a cutter. He's like, well, it's not cutting, it's sinking, but that's pretty good. <laughs> and so <laughs> from there, it just evolved. Um, and it was always good when I was a starter, but when I went to the pen, the velocity shot up big time. You know, you're talking from throwing low 90s to upper 90s, and then my movement actually got better, which is typically not the case, right? It normally would flatten out the harder you throw it. Um, and then that spring training, when I had, uh, been told I was going to the bullpen, we just focused on commanding it with these string setups. I'm sure you guys had heard about that Dave Wallace and Dom Chitty were big with. Um, and that was the first time I realized actually what the pitch was doing because, you know, I would throw to Matt Wieters and we'd throw into these strings and yet it started at a different spot for it to end up in the, the strings. So. Uh, that was the very first time eye-opening experience of actually what the pitch was doing. And I think it allowed me to kind of relax and trust the pitch. And then the velocity obviously shot up just because I had a lot of confidence in that pitch and understanding what it was going to do when I started it at a a specific spot. Zach Britton is with us here on GCR. Okay, but like when when you realized it, was it, did you feel like you had written the song American Pop? Yeah, like, like you it, were laughing, like, weren't you? <laughs> like that's the part that I'm, it's it's such a devastating pitch. Did you know immediately, like, my God, I'm about to make a lot of money because of this. My life is changing because of this. Did, like, when did you realize that? You know, in that spring training when my velocity came up and I was just, and they were basically didn't allow me to throw any other pitch. And I was just throwing it right down the middle. And the velocity went up, and guys were just swinging and missing or just chopping it into the ground. There is kind of when I went like, oh, okay, like this might be who I am. But not really until at the end of 2014, we had gone you know, through the playoffs. I had closed and yeah. had a lot of success. And a lot of the, the players that I had played against on opposing teams like came up to me and be like, dude, like what happened? Like, where did you figure that out? Like it starts here. It goes there. Like I can't hit this. You know, I'm talking guys like Miguel Cabrera and the David Ortiz guys, you know, that pretty much owned me when I was a starter. (laughs) And they were like, what, like what the heck happened? Like, so that was my experience. Like, Oh, okay. Like I have something here. And then the confidence just kind of shot through the roof. And my mindset was just like, that's who I am. I'm going to try to make this the best pitch it can and not, try to add another pitch to my arsenal where I see a lot of people try to do that. Cause there's guys in the game that have a great pitch, but then they get stuck in that hole. Like, well, I got to add something to it. And yeah. I kind of was like, well, this is just like all I got. <laughs> and I'm going to try to make this the best thing I can. And I'm not tricking anybody. <laughs> Everyone's going to know what I throw to them. And it's just mono a mono. 
And I think as I had success, the confidence grew. Man. Did anyone, do you remember if, I mean, I'm sure there's data to support this, because it feels like the answer to this is no one, but was there any guy that got you, that kind of figured it out, and, and you know, and you, you, you knew he figured you out, and, you know, maybe you saw him somewhere, and he's like, uh, by the way, uh, no one else can hit that, but, but I got you. Was there anybody like that? The only guy that I just, for some reason, he never, like, I don't think he ever hit a home run off me or anything, was Dustin Pedroia. I just, he could, he could hit the sinker if it bounced on the ground. Like, there was nowhere for me to go. I could throw it over his head. I could throw it in the ground. Like, he couldn't, like, I couldn't get him out. Right. So, basically, what happened, I just ended up, like, trying to walk him. If it was a big, like, if there was a guy in scoring position and we was a one-run game, I basically just put him on and he would, like, we knew. <laughs> we, we like we knew this thing he would just smile yeah, right uh, you know and there's a few times like I got him out like I struck him out or you know Manny made a great play in the infield and got him out or something like that but he knew and him and JJ Hardy were really good friends or are really good friends and so it was this thing you know between those two and I would tell JJ and we'd laugh because he'd come up to the plate and I'd be like I'm just basically gonna put you on right here it comes like, right. <laughs> right. right you know <laughs> It's the way it goes, man. Zach Britton with us on GCR. Zach, the the relationship that you have managed to maintain with Baltimore fans, and like I, we've seen it uh, since you announced that you were retiring over the last couple of weeks. What is it like? You went to the Yankees, you know? Like, yeah. I'm. Did you feel? Did you worry at all? Like, oh man. And no, it wasn't your call. It wasn't your. But like, did you have any fear of like? Oh man, I hope those guys don't hate me. And and what is it meant to you that despite that, this city, this fan base, has maintained the love for you despite the fact that you went to the team that you know they hate the most. Yeah, you know when I was, I knew I was going to get traded, um, and a part of me was like, man, I hope it's out of the AL East, right? Because being drafted out of high school, eighteen years old, coming into the Orioles organization, you know. I would say, like, the state of Maryland has just felt like home for me, right? Mm. You know, I've been all these little towns in Maryland playing in the minors, meeting all these different people. So Maryland always felt home. You know, even if I was a flyback into Baltimore, now, that would feel, you know, like home. And that organization, um, those people there felt like family. So it was tough when I got traded to New York. Um, you know, when I, especially coming back, I feel like the first road series was back in Baltimore. Um, but I got a great ovation from the crowd, and uh, that kind of eased my mind a little bit. But it was still tough to come in to, uh, <laughs> to Baltimore and play. Uh, I think a lot of the Yankee guys, they would, you know, they would, uh, they would get irritated sometimes I'd come back and I would talk about, like, the, you know, the Orioles stuff or the good teams we had. And they'd be like, oh, my gosh, turn the page, you know. But um, – <laughs> <laughs> well, did you have, did did you have a yeah. when you, when when you had the opportunity? I mean, obviously, when you get traded, you know, you know, there's no option. But once you once you had the option of signing somewhere, I know Mike Messina used to talk about this. You, at some point, you just sort of separate it, right? And you say, "Hey, I'm 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 going where's best for me." And if it happens to be these guys giving me the money, I'm I'm going to have to just go do it. Or did you did you really fight with that with the whole signing with the Yankees thing? You know, after getting traded there, um, you know, I had a pretty good experience there with, you know, everyone that I had interacted with. It wasn't the same because with the Yankees, I just knew kind of the front office and the major league people. I didn't have that deep connection like I did with the Orioles. But the Orioles, you know, I knew I wasn't going to sign back there. They, they weren't going to, um, you know, they weren't going to offer me 
like, you know, a contract and free agency. Um, so there really wasn't that option uh, for me. So I just felt like I had a decent, really, I had a good experience with the Yankees. If they, you know, made me the best offer, I was okay going back. Um, and that's just kind of what happened. So it didn't really weigh on me too much. I think if the Orioles were involved in free agency, you know, that would have been a much harder decision. But yeah. when they were out, I didn't really have like a place I wanted to go. Like I truly would have just rather played my entire career in Baltimore. That just wasn't going to be the case. You're, um, I think everybody thinks about uh, Trey whenever we think about Mo Gabba, but we know the special relationship that you had with Mo and the time that you spent with him. And then we all think about um, you looking up and seeing the sky that night after Mo passed away. Can you, for people that don't know about what he meant to you in this town, could you try to explain what Mo Gabba meant in your life and your career? Yeah, I, th- I think that's going to be hard. Um I think with Mo and the one thing that maybe people out, you know, fans don't uh, get to see as much as, you know, kind of our daily interaction with people like Mo. Um, And it really puts things in perspective. I mean, we're human too, but when you see, and I think most people, if not everybody that interacted with Mo got this, this crazy sense of strength from him, but joy. And it really changed your life. Like your first interaction with Mo, like your perspective on everything and all the stuff that he was going through. I know he was close with a lot of guys on the team, so it wasn't just me, but I feel like we were all impacted with, you know, how blessed we are with our opportunity and, you know, the health of our family and our friends. But here's this, this young kid that he loves us. Like he follows us all the time. And like, we have this crazy impact on his life, but he didn't really realize that, he had more of an impact on us than we would ever have on him. And I think for me, I did a lot of stuff at Johns Hopkins Children's Hospital. And anytime you had interactions with those kids, it just changed your perspective on life. You know, that the things that maybe we're dealing with that are, we think are hard or we're struggling like with baseball are very small problems, right? Like we can fix those problems. Um, but with Mel, I just, I just felt like it was just a, an amazing opportunity to have ever met him. But every time he was around, um, just the joy that he brought, like it made me feel so good. And, um, like I wanted to do anything I could for him. And it was just, you knew you couldn't. And I think that was the hardest thing, mm-hmm. but the joy that he brought and how excited he was every day to, to hear your voice. That was the thing you could talk to him and he knew who you were and he couldn't see you. And it just like, it killed me inside, you know, like mm-hmm. every time, like how mm-hmm. amazing that was. But the night we returned to Baltimore, I was with the Yankees, and I knew he had been struggling through Trey. Um, and yeah, the the sky was. I have a photo of it in my gym. It was just insane, the orange, the kind of the purple haze going on. And then I found out that basically that was the time he had passed away. And it was just, <laughs> you know, I can't explain it. I, I to this day, like. It's just it's crazy that that was what the sky was like at that moment. I don't know. Oh, I no, no doubt I, it was. It, it we all felt something in that moment, Zach. Like we all felt uh, divine intervention hey, in that moment. Zach, when you were in New York, and it, it, it's funny you bring Mo up. Like I mean, all of us, obviously encountered him and knew him, and like you have this small town thing here in Baltimore where you. In, engage with fans and you, you you know like you were in Aberdeen you probably stayed with a family while you were there um, right. 
buoy, et cetera. Like, did, was New York that dramatically different? Did, did you just live in anonymity there, whereas in Baltimore, if you went to go get a bagel in the morning, people knew you? Or did, or did you have some experience in New York that made it feel kind of hometowny, even though obviously you're, you're only there 81 out of the 162 days? Yeah, with with New York, I mean the Yankee fans are you know diehard fans. So if you were a downtown Manhattan, you know you'd get spotted regardless. You could be like the last guy on the roster. Like that's how well they know the team. Gotcha. Um, but I mean New York's huge. I mean it's such a big city. There's so much going on that you just you will never get the the same feel. Baltimore is that you know big city you know blue collar town, and um, it's it's just different. You, like. Yeah, you can't compare the two. You're never going to get that same close-knit feeling like you would in Baltimore. And, and so, no, I, I never felt that way in New York. It, it was definitely big city living, and, you know, it's basically chaotic at all, all times. <laughs> but it was a good experience, but, you know, nothing's going to replace that time that I spent in the state of Maryland. Because I always think about that, not just Baltimore. I think about when I was 18, 19, you know, figuring out my way, not only as a player, but, you know, living on my own for the first time out of high school or just like, you know, all those little things that you go through as a young adult um, all happened in Maryland around, you know, people that, um, you know, maybe I only saw for like a month or two, you know, like host families living with them and then moving out and getting promoted to different levels. So I don't think anything will ever replace that feeling that I had in Baltimore. Uh, you was, better ask him about Toronto. Well, I'm not right, asking Chill, him. chill. We, gotta, <laughs> we, we only have another minute or two with Zach. Um, I, I know you've addressed it a million times, so I don't want to rehash that part of it. But how yeah, much you do you do? No, yeah, no, no Zach, I don't even. Because like I know I even I've heard you talk about it this week. Like there's still no real answer, right? Like Yeah. But I, I do wonder how much do you think about it? Like how much does like every couple of weeks, does it like pop into your mind? Like, dude, what the hell? How like, did I not get in? How, right. how much? Because you know, around here, we still think about it constantly, and we love Buck. We adore Buck. You know how we feel about Buck in this town, right? How much does yeah. it come up in your mind? Like, dude, what the hell? How did that happen? I think at first it did in that off season, but as like you know, we've gone and I played, played in playoff games, you know you know, pitch more in the playoffs, you know, with the Yankees and things like that. I think like you forget about it, but in New York, I mean, the media brought every time we got to, like, we went to the playoffs, <laughs> it like the first day of the media access, first question, right? <laughs> that was the first question. I'm like, guys, like I'm with the Yankees. Like I've pretty pitched like in the playoffs multiple times after that incident, but that was, you know, that's what they want to talk about. And, you know, I think it might've affected like some of my teammates, Maybe more than me. Really? Some guys that maybe that was their last chance in the playoffs and maybe they retired or they just never had another chance. I think sometimes it eats at that a little bit more where I had the opportunity to go and play in the playoffs again, right? Um, but, like I said, I, I don't know the answer. Yeah. Uh, but I, I never say anything bad about Buck because, for me, there's, really, there's nothing to say that's bad. Like, he was always great to me. He always put me in situations to be successful. And I just think that, you know, he was prepared. That wasn't the situation he had envisioned using me. And so he, you know, he didn't. And it, you know, unfortunately we didn't win, you know, but if he saves me, right. If a gets out of that, he saves me, I come in, we win the game. 
Yeah, he's a, it's yeah, a, he's it's a, a brilliant move. Yeah, right, 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 right. And Abado was pitching well. A lot of us wanted Abado to start that game, right? Like he had yeah. pitched so well. And the whole thing was is like, you know, we had we had yeah, you know, kind of man, we had to work really hard to get into that wild card game. You know, I think if you look at the end of the like how September unfolded. Yeah. You know, we had a great September to really battle to get into that wild card game. So it wasn't uh like we were blowing everyone away in the standings. I mean we had a fight and claw and we just didn't you know, their pitching did great, and we just couldn't scrape together the runs. But in my situation, like, I get it because of what happened after with how the bullpens were used in the playoffs. Um, you know, no one wanted to be Buck, right? You know, no other manager was like, I don't want that backlash. I'm just going to use my best reliever in the fifth inning. Right. And it just so happened to work out. And then the game really made a transition after that. You know, the following years, you know, it became really bullpen heavy oh. so i think it just got magnified because it was like bad timing well and it was an it was an away game too if it's a home game it's totally different right if it's a home game you're yeah, probably I'm, I'm, in there yeah, in, yeah. Yep, no doubt yeah no like doubt. i think the blue jays had used their closer already too so if it's a home game i probably would have been at yeah, the ninth tenth maybe even right. gone out for the 11th like, right you know. right <sighs> we'll think about it for forever. It, it doesn't bother us anymore. We'll think about it forever. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. hopefully this young crop of guys, you know, they've already gone to the playoffs now, so we're good. Yeah, right. a, lot of, a lot of excitement, um, no doubt. No, okay. So no, these guys are good. Let, let me knock out the last guy. Dude, I know we kept you long, but i got to knock out a couple of things before we let you go because they've sat with me for forever. Um, I've never known the CHCK story. I've never known it. Can you – how did that happen? Can you give us the, the thumbnail version of it? Yeah, basically, you know, uh, I hate to blame my parents, but, uh, you know, apparently my whole life they were telling me that my name was spelled with an H, but on my birth certificate was a K. So fast forward. I love it. To basically, you know, to getting drafted by the the Orioles, all my stuff legally was with a K, but we just used the H on, like, the scoreboard and my baseball cards and, you know, whatever, like the stuff that wasn't legally binding. When I signed with the Yankees, their attorney was like, hold on. Why is, you know, why do you have a K on your legal thing, but an H on like your baseball stuff? And I was like, I explained to her the story and she just was like, well, do you want to keep it that way? And my wife being an attorney was like, I think you should just change everything to a K, you know? And so that's, that's what that's I it. did. That was it. Okay, you know, that, in, was, that was it. In like your, do your friends still like, say, like, okay, I think I've asked Buck about it before too. But your brother, I mean, like yeah, like he did. Like, this is similar too because he uses a K, but his name is Buchanan. You know, so that's what the name. So B C B U C H, right? That's so when, funny. When he, it's an absolute disaster. This is, this okay. is your parents' fault. When, when he texts you, though, <laughs> does he now use a K or does he still use? Like, is this a my, your mama called him? I have his name in my phone with an H, and my <laughs> wife has my name in her phone with an H. H. I love that's it. awesome. That's it's wonderful. A joke. It's um, just an ass. I might as well just go to like Z A K. Or like it, just something like ZAQ. Right. right. Or just, just Z. Exactly. Or just <laughs> right. something, yeah. something so dumb. If, if you had stayed a starter, how many home runs would have you have hit in your career? Oh, God. Well, they can't hit yet. You know, you can't hit anymore. Oh, that's but, true. Right. They got rid of it. But that was only a couple years ago. Yeah. You still would have had a few. You still had a bunch of years. I always thought there was this chance when I, when I was struggling as a starter, honestly. I had thought, and I had actually talked to my brother Buck about this, like maybe I'm just going to go hit. Like maybe I tell teams I don't want to pitch anymore. I want to play the outfield, and I want to hit. So there was definitely a moment when I when I was so bad as a starter that I was like, "Screw this! I'm going to the offseason, and I'm becoming a hitter." <laughs> well, you know, there's a guy, there's a guy for the Angels who yeah, who's pretty doing both, right? Yeah, good. right. We, we could have yeah. seen we could have seen the history there. That would have been amazing. But I don't know. But it would have been fun. I loved hitting. I mean, that was definitely. 
I had more of a passion for hitting than I did pitching. I was just, wow. you know, when you're left-handed and you throw hard, like yeah, you kind of have the time to. I got yeah. drafted. Yeah. That's where you're going. You so, so yeah. what are you going to do now? You're, I mean, yeah, has, obviously, has Buck hit the money, up? the like, money isn't an issue for you. Like, where are you going to live and what are you going to do? Do you know? Well, I live in Austin, Texas now. Um, just kind of that was like a neutral site. You know, if I played on the West Coast, East Coast, right. the flights were the close with with four kids, so it just made things easier. I mean, I want to stay in the game. You know, I do want. I need to spend time with my family. I've been gone for too long. I think eventually I'd like to work in the front office, like assisting building a team. Okay. I, mean, I think that would be great. Not necessarily like a general manager. I mean, maybe one day, but I don't really want that responsibility right now. But I'd love to like assist the GM with my perspective on how to build a team because I think, you know, I think I could help a, definitely a team blend, you know, how the game is played on the field with how the analytics is because I know that's obviously a big part of the game. So um, a little bit like what Brady was doing. So I think I have a good connect. Yeah, but we won't really use an analytics to an extent. You right. know, and Brady was more big on like the weight training side. Right, right. I think that's where his strong skill set was. Right. Um, but I, yeah, I think that for me, I'd like to be able to assist whether that's you know the president of baseball operations on just being a guy that they can bounce ideas off of, or you know even assist on building the team with just my perspective of how the game is now. As long as it's not in New York, Boston, Toronto, right. or Tampa yeah, we're Bay, good. Yeah, right. we're, we're happy well, for I mean, you. I'm open to the Orioles, too. You know? <laughs> we, we would like yeah, that. Really, we were, we I were, haven't we, gone down the rabbit hole we were reaching out to anybody or, or whatnot yet. We were, we were wondering if it was going to be Norfolk Tide's pitching coach, and I assume that there will still be <laughs> oh, a lot of – Oh, my brother already asked me, oh, and I, I was figured. like, man, <laughs> yeah, right. no way. Bro, yeah, you imagine going and living in Norfolk now at this point in your life. Like, hey, man, no offense. It's been a good run. No, I think I'm good. Even if he was a major league manager, I don't want to be a major those guys you know the thing with coaches uh i know we've ran like probably over your time but the thing with the major coaches they they're at the field longer than the players they put in more work than the players that is not an easy gig you know so i knew i was like man i don't want to be a major coach at all like these guys the time they have to be at the field to get everything ready and all the scouting reports like i don't want anything to do with that I don't blame you at all. You got four kids, man. I don't know how you have five minutes. Yeah. I have no idea how you have any time to do anything. No, I'm busier now than I ever was. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Actually, I would have thought they might have kept you in the game for like three more years. Just to, you know. <laughs> I thought about it. Yeah, I thought about right. it. Uh, Zach, I uh, can't tell you how much we love you, man. Have always appreciated you. So happy for you, for your family, that you're going to have this opportunity to spend some time with them. And uh, hopefully it will be very shortly that we will be celebrating you in the Orioles Hall of Fame. And we're going to hold you to it, too, because I'm sure any day now you're going to get that call from Cooperstown. Any day that's going to play out, and we're holding you to it. Uh, thank you for doing this, man. Really appreciate you. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Zach Britton, man. We could have done that for another hour. He's uh, awesome. awesome. He's he's the best. It's not his fault Buck choked. Are we okay with Clark? Can he still come? If he can't, you know, I apologize. It's what it is, man. Sorry, Clark. Zach Britton got going. He just retired from baseball. We had a lot to cover. We, we don't. We, have, we can just. You can call him now if you need to call him now. We don't have to take a break. We'll t- we'll take six breaks to end the show. We'll be how we end the I show. I better today. be getting a check soon. Yeah, check back is what I would say. <laughs> check back. Oh and man, check yourself. I swear. I uh, still need people to get on the raffle. Today's show brought to you by Superbook. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23. When you sign up, you'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose, with Superbook.com, and download the Superbook app. Uh, as I mentioned yesterday, if uh, you're feeling good about the Ravens, right now they are sitting at plus 335 to win the AFC. They're sitting at plus 800 to win it all. 
Lamar Jackson plus 550 to win NFL MVP, all available at Superbook. He's plus 550 right now? Yes, correct. What? That's what? A, I mean, I don't know. That's a pretty good. Who, who else could it be? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Patrick Mahomes are the two that are in front of him. Oh, the Miami kid's not in front of uh, no, Tua's not Tua in front of him? Not. Tua okay. is fifth now. Okay. MVP okay. I mean, it's going to be Hurts, but. Uh, probably. That's the way it works. The MVP is whoever is the quarterback of the team with the best record. That's that's how they handle that. Right. All right. We, uh, I'm, we're so late getting to him, and I apologize. It's not our fault, Clark Judge. It's Zach Britton's fault. You can blame him uh, as we ended up going really long with him this morning. I apologize. He is with Talk of Fame, too. Uh, the semifinalists are out. We were just talking about him earlier. He's Clark Judge, and he's back with us here on GCR. Clark, thank you, man. Appreciate you. Drew Forrester's here with me this morning. I don't know if you remember Drew. All those years that you were on with him in the mornings, appreciate you hanging out with us. I do remember, Drew. Thanks so much for having me on your program. Did you say Patrick Mahomes is one of the leaders for the MVP? He is, uh, yeah, believe it or not, second in odds for MVP. Uh, well, I, I vote I vote on that, Okay, and, and he's, not on, he's not on my list. I mean, if right. you watch the Kansas City Chiefs for any length this year, you know he's not at an MVP level. I mean, he's Patrick Mahomes, but he's not the Patrick Mahomes of MVP caliber years um he's struggling they're struggling offensively and and to me i i, I would say he may not even be in my top four five, or five yeah to be honest with you. okay so who's your list right now clark uh hertz is on it um certainly lamar jackson lamar jackson actually is at the top of my list um uh hertz is on it um i th- i think you have to put tyree kill on it i i, I and wide receivers I don't agree. get that award but to me you have to consider him you have to and then you look elsewhere and say, um, well, what else? I, I think someone from San Francisco, I covered that team. Is it McCaffrey? Is it Purdy? Is it both? If it's both, it can't be either because if one's the MVP, how can you have another candidate who's an MVP? But anyway, it's got to be somebody from there. And, and then look elsewhere. But um, to me, I mean, I, I look at, I mean, I, I know they're not having a great year, but you can't discount, and I'm not talking about a leader here, but I'm, I'm talking about in the top five. You can't discount what Josh Allen does in Buffalo. I mean, they're, they're six and six. He's asked to do everything, everything. Their defense lost four starters. Um, they don't have a running game. He has to be the runner. He has to be the passer. He has to score the touchdown. Now, he's not going to win it. He's not going to be one of the front runners. You watched that game last week? No, it was, he was amazing. the guy that kept him in the game. Yeah, no I mean, question. He was the guy that kept him I, I, what you brought up with uh, Tyreek Hill, by the way, I, I, this is something that I bang about, on the table about constantly, Clark. I don't understand why we've just defaulted to – quarterback of the best team gets to be MVP. I am so perplexed. And I screamed about it. It's funny you bring up the Bills. I screamed about it the year that Stephon Diggs got there. And I said, hey, we saw the Bills last year without Stephon Diggs. And then we saw them this year with Stephon Diggs. Why are we not allowed to talk about whether maybe Stephon Diggs might actually be the most valuable player in the NFL when they're so different? Why can't we talk about – you bring up Tyreek Hill. I think that's – I don't know why we couldn't talk about – T.J. Watt. Like, the, the Steelers' offense yeah, is right. awful. Right. It's atrocious. Yeah, right. And yet they're going to be in the playoffs. Miles Garrett, yeah, why yeah, can't well, we talk yeah, about Yeah, they are. Him? They are. Well, I, yeah, I mean, for two, two, for two reasons. One, it's a quarterback-driven league. And two, the quarterback touches the ball in every play. That, that, that's why. I'm not saying – I'm not trying to defend it. But I'll tell you, actually, another guy that I didn't put in that list, and I would put in that list. In fact, I'd put him fairly high. C.J. Stroud. Yeah. He's going to be offensive rookie of the year. But you look at that Houston team – who tell me where the stars are? It's C.J. Stroud. You know, when he was playing without his leading receiver, his leading rusher, they didn't have a starting safety in there. Uh, they were missing their kicker. He pulls off the victory. He's not going to win it. But I'm just saying he's a guy 
that you have to consider. And a couple weeks ago, I asked a GM, do you think it's fair to, to put him in the conversation? He goes, absolutely. This guy's playing at a level that people in this league five or six years aren't. He, he's so far ahead of the curve, it's, it's unimaginable. However, as I said, he's not going to win. He's not up there with the, the, the Hertzes and the Lamar Jackson. I do think at this point right now that Lamar Jackson has got as much um, momentum as Jalen Hurts because of what Baltimore is doing. Now, let's let this thing play out because the rest of the schedule gets very yeah, tough, brutal. as you yeah. guys know. But, um, but we'll just see what happens. I think the irony, too, is the defense is really good in Baltimore, right? Like, you could argue that defense has as much to do with the story as Liz Lamar does at this point. It's... Yeah, no, that's right. That's why I throw C.J. Uh, Stroud in there. Um, because mm. he's doing it all in Houston. And then we go, he's going to be the offensive rookie of the year. So isn't that enough? It's kind of mm. like T.J. Watt. He's going to be the defensive player of the year. He may or may not be. But isn't that enough? Well, the answer is no. I mean, he's out there most of the time, right? Um, so the answer is no. I mean, Tyreek Hill's on the, on the field most of the time. Well, he's not touching the ball every play. And that's why I think we'd go back to quarterbacks. But I'm with you. I, I, I think we've got to look elsewhere. And I remember when Adrian Peterson got that award. I think it was 2012. And, and I was just getting on the Hall of Fame board at that time. And somebody contacted me and I said, Adrian Peterson, they said, well, doesn't he have to rush for 2,000 yards? I said, no, you look at that Minnesota team. Tell me who else is, is contributing to that team. I mean, they're going to get in the playoffs. And look what's going on there. He rushed for 2,000 yards that year and he got it because of that. But if he'd run for 1,900, would he have gotten it? Well, he should have. I don't know that he would have. But I, I think the reason is, as I said earlier, a, because what are we talking about all the time? Quarterbacks, quarterbacks are throwing for 400, 500 yards, 350. I mean, um, there, there's a, when we're talking about the Chiefs, talking about Mahomes, when we're talking about the Bills, we're talking about Allen. Okay, I get that. But then it's because they're involved with every play. Hey, uh, Clark, before the, uh, we get to the Hall of Fame real quick, is, is there any chance at all this is the end of the road for Belichick th this season, yeah, I how think it's unraveled? I think there's, yeah, I think there's a chance. I don't think there's much of one, though. I, I because two things. One is he's within he's within reach of Don Shula's record of all-time wins. I think that's very important to him. And secondly, I find it hard, and I may be wrong in this, I find it hard to believe that he would walk away from a disaster. like that, That's a dumpster fire up there. Is he going to walk away from that and leave it like that so somebody can rebuild it? Um, I don't think he would voluntarily. Now, it may be that Robert Kraft says, listen, we've got to make a change here. And if that's the case, they're not going to fire him. I think they'll just come to accommodation because he, he deserves much more than that. And Kraft would say, could just announce your resignation. We'll give you what you want. Sure. I've been in a situation with that before with a, a heralded coach where they asked him, you know, you can resign. We'll t say you resign. Everyone knew he was getting fired. You can resign. Right. Um, but I, I find it hard to believe that Bel Belichick would voluntarily leave that. And if he, if he did, where is he going to go? He's not going to go to a place that's a rebuild. He's not. You, you have to go to a place that has a quarterback in place and it could be a playoff caliber team. People mentioned the Chargers. I covered that team. I don't know that the Spanos, and I'm talking about Dean Spanos, I covered that for a long time, would want to take on somebody with that large and outsized a personality. So um, I, I, th I think my guess at this point, if I had to guess, I think he stays for an, another year to try to get that thing back on track and get closer, if not you know, overcome, but get closer to the Schuller record. He is, of course, Clark Judge, Talk of Fame. He is with us here on GCR. So the 25 semifinalists were announced yesterday, Clark, and Drew and I were debating them earlier. I, I, I always mm -hmm. feel like whenever we have a Hall of Fame conversation, we end up starting with the wide receivers because it feels like, you know. What, what, they never get the respect they deserve. It's, it's <laughs> kind of crazy to me. Um, yeah. How do you clean? Torrey Holt, Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson, even before, and I, I, I don't think, I think it's hopeless for the, 
guys that played in Baltimore, for Anquan Bolden, Steve Smith, because if those guys aren't in, how in the world could these guys get in? Is this the year the logjam gets cleaned up at all? Yes, absolutely, because of the conversations we've had in the past. I know what was said at last year's meeting. We said we have to move this group forward. I thought that was going to happen last year, and I guess this year, class of 2023, the vote was um, last year. But um, I, I'm, I'm not one who um, thinks that has to be done. I'm one that thinks the gridlock has to be uh, broken up, but why do we just keep talking about these three receivers if we keep bringing them back and bringing them back and bringing them back? Um, are they actually worthy of being in the Hall of Fame? And they, yeah, you could say, yeah, they are. I mean, certainly they have Hall of Fame numbers, but I'll be honest with you guys. I've said this publicly before, and I know it's not a popular sentiment in Baltimore, but you look at those six receivers. I'll, I'll pull out one right now. I'll pull out one that I think is the best, and that's Heinz Ward. Uh, Heinz Ward was a great player, and you look at what he did in terms of numbers, and people say, well, he doesn't really knock me out with some of those numbers. Well, he's in the top 20 for touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, in the top 10, 20 for receptions. He's the only one of those six who's in the top 20 of those, both those categories. Plus, he was an a, a incredibly good and effective blocker. And I know what people in Baltimore and elsewhere would say dirty. Well, he was an effective blocker. But I look beyond the numbers, guys, here. And he was, he was two-time Super Bowl MVP, MVP of a, Super, a two-time Super Bowl winner and a Super Bowl MVP. But I look beyond all that and I go, what's more important than numbers is impact. And you have to kind of watch these guys to go, what kind of impact? So Wes Welker had a gazillion catches on the, on the Patriots. What impact did he have? Um, and I, I look at, you know, Torrey Holt and Reggie Wayne, what, what was their impact? And was it more so, that, and they had some, but was it more so than Heinz Ward? And I'd say no. I mean, I, I watched those Steelers for a long time, and you guys saw them too. When they needed a big play, they went to him. He was the guy they went to. It might have been an eight-yard gain. I don't care. I remember a play actually in an AFC championship game against the Jets. I think there was less than two minutes left. It was like a minute and a half or so. Jets were out of timeouts. It was like third and seven or so. And uh, someone said, what are you going to do? And I said, you run the ball because now you punt it to them, and they have no timeouts. Let's see if they can go the length of the field with Mark Sanchez, I think was the quarterback then. And they did, and they threw it. They threw it to Heinz Ward because they knew he'd get the first down. That's the kind of play they always dialed up for him. And that's why I loved watching him, and I watched him throw blocks, sprung people. He was a complete player. He's more than a wide receiver. So um, that's a long way of, of going on one, but I know you guys saw Steve Smith. I did too. He had tremendous impact at Carolina and later in his, in his uh, career with Baltimore, but tremendous impact. So I think it's a very difficult thing to sort out because of numbers. We get so involved with the numbers and overcome by them, but there will be a move forward this year. There will, I, I will guarantee you right now, one of those receivers is going for it. And I would say there's a, a likelihood and I'm not saying it's probable, but a, a possibility and maybe a, a likelihood, at least, of two going forward. Because it's wide open this year. You tell me, want to tell me who are the locks? Go ahead to tell me who are the locks for this right. year, well, the class of 2024. And one of the interesting things about that is, and we were just talking about the baseball uh, a couple of weeks ago at my website, I wrote about the Baseball Hall of Fame guys. It, it, your task is much more difficult, I believe, because you don't have automatic discounts for the steroid issue. In baseball, it's kind of easy for me to say, yep, Ramirez, great offensive player, steroids. He didn't get my vote. You yeah. don't, you don't yeah. have that in the NFL. You've got 25 guys. When I look at the list, I think you can make an argument for every single one of them now. Obviously, they're all not going to get in, but you you can definitely go through the list and say, geez, I got 11 guys here 
that are sort of kind of slam dunks, and I can only pick five of them, and you don't have any automatic discounts. There's no, well, yeah. steroids or whatever. You, you, it's a tough task. Yeah, yeah I, it is tough, but I, I, I will go in the opposite direction. I look at this list, and I go, there's there two slam dunks. That's it. I see two. Okay. Um, Julius Peppers and Antonio Gates. Those are the two. Gotcha. So now you go, okay, um, there are nine returning finalists from last year. The, the problem is you have to move five each year there's some years where i've looked at i go i i'm looking at three i mean that i want to move forward and and so we're having a look at five i'd say those two jared allen's probably in the next one right uh, a wide receiver pick them I, I i'd pick andre johnson pick one of those guys um you want to pick two of them pick two of them but that's what it's going to be and if you pick one then who's the fifth going to be uh it will be one of the top 10 guys from last year an outside possibility is patrick willis the knock against him is seven years. You know, he uh, only played seven years. I, I, I saw Patrick Willis. I covered the 49ers, not when he was there. Six times Pro Bowl, five times All-Pro. That's a pretty good resume, and he was a dominant player. He deserves better, but he hasn't been a top-ten guy. So right now I look at this list and I go, uh, Pepper slam dunk. Gates in another year might wait, you know, but, um, you know, okay, you look at the resume. Gates is going in, too. I think those two, the, their first time eligible. Then it's to me it's it's Jared Allen because he's just sort of been waiting there and waiting that we've got to move this group forward. We keep bringing back the people we keep bringing back, and I mentioned those three wide receivers. Nobody else can get in, and one of the conversations we've had is that we have guys who wait and wait and wait. And a good example is Albert Lewis last year. Albert Lewis should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He he got he became a candidate for the first time in his last year of modern era eligibility, his twentieth year. How does that happen? Well, because we couldn't get him in. We couldn't get him to the top 15. For whatever reason, he couldn't get in. And because all these guys are waiting and waiting and waiting, and he couldn't get in. So we finally get him in his 20th year of eligibility, and, and he, he got to the top 10 and, and couldn't make it. If he were there again this year, his 21st year, which, again, he's in the senior class, if he could be there, he'd be in. He'd be, one, he'd be the third guy in probably. But he's not. He's in the senior class now. Um, I, next year is much more interesting for, you know, as we bring up yes. Bolden and yes. Smith, but next year here in Baltimore becomes much more interesting. And it was brought yep, up to exactly. me yesterday, Logan Mankins didn't even make the semifinalist list. I, I noticed that. Should, I noticed should that. we be at all? Richmond Webb didn't make it. Okay. Richmond Webb didn't make it either. So should, I think a lot of people here have just assumed, and I've never thought that Marshall Yonda was a first-year ballot guy, but I thought he would be definitely in the conversation pretty quickly should we be alarmed about his chances based on the fact that, you know, Logan Mankins can't even make the cut to 25? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about alarmed. I, I don't think that's the case, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know why Mankins doesn't get more traction. I don't know why Richmond Webb doesn't get more traction. Um, there's a guy that I cover in San Diego, Leslie O'Neill had 132 and a half sacks. That's as many as LT. He's never been a finalist and he was a semifinalist once 2018 he just lost his modern era eligibility 20 years 20 years he was a semifinalist once why is that why is that happening i mean I, I, lt was the first ballot hall of famer this guy gets to be a semifinalist once and i'm not trying to compare the two but he had as many sacks as lt and he was a remarkable uh pass rusher who lost a year and a half to a significant knee injury but no i don't think you should uh, to me it's you know people talk about uh, i've had people from different um, areas. Denver was one. Uh, Jacksonville is another saying there's a bias against our team. There's no biases in there, but, but there are people who get some traction and momentum, sometimes based on championships, sometimes based on stellar performances that most people have witnessed. 
um, in terms of TV or been there. Um, but um, I, I don't think so. Offensive linemen, it's a different it's a different game with them. Look at how long it took Tony Baselli to get in. Right. Um, he had to wait 16 years, I think. You know, and and um, and it's just because some guys finally got behind him and started pushing him. But um, it, I, I would not worry about that, and I wouldn't worry about what happens to him in the first, second, or third year if that's how long it will last. But, okay. it, it's a process that eventually takes its So time. that's what I'm it's, – it's that maybe we should recalibrate. Marshall Yonda's probably going to have a Hall of Fame argument. It's just yeah. we shouldn't be expecting it to be immediate necessarily. No, that's, no, that's right. And that's yeah. what I – you know, I, I say to these guys all the time, we've, there's so much emphasis on this first ballot Hall of Famer. I understand that, but it should be reserved for the best of the best of the best. And, and unfortunately, because of some things we've done in the past, that's no longer the case. But to me, the first ballot should be reserved for a guy whose name you simply mention, and you sit down. So when you're you're, you're the you're from New England, you stand up and you say Tom Brady, sit down. Oh, right. Well, we're going to b- debate right. Tom Brady. Why are we right. debating him? You know, Joe Montana, Jim Brown, John Unitas. Well, not going to debate debate these guys. Ray Lewis, not. And that's what happened. Ray Lewis, he sat down. Um, so, um, but what's happened is that that's no longer. The, the, the case. I mean, we, we're letting people in that, um, you know, uh, there's, there's some individuals who aren't, to me, in my mind, aren't worthy of that. But because we have to put five in each year, suddenly you go, wow, how'd this guy make it? And, and so um, I've always told people that, you know, just be patient if you can, because when you go to med school and finish last in your class, what, what, what do they, yeah, call they call you? you doctor. Uh, they call you doctor. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, right. I mean, that's the, the, and so if you have to wait three years, so what? But it's become a big deal now. You know, Terrell Owens went berserk because he wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, in my mind, he wasn't. You know, it wasn't. There wasn't the mind of a lot of people, too. I, 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 I have reasons I'm not going to get into, but, but that, those, those are things that are for discussion in that room, and guys are put on hold often, mostly for good reasons that nobody really is aware of and we shouldn't be talking about publicly because they're things there that you don't really want to air publicly. Clark, um, kind of a two-part question about kickers. One, your your kind of overall philosophy on whether or not they should be in or whether or not they yeah, they and, and, yes, yes. And second, yes. if if your answer would have been no, then I would have said, should we maybe give them their own compartment and just say we have a we have a compartment that says Hall of Fame kickers, or do you think they no. they should be considered? for the, the, you know, for the real thing, for lack of a better term? The answer is yes, they should be considered. And the other answer is no, they shouldn't have their own compartment. We gotcha. have their own tight end compartment, and a quarterback. Right. Back. No, no, a special team. I mean, um, there are guys, I've heard that before. Why isn't Brian Mitchell in, you know? Why isn't Steve Tasker in? Because they play special teams. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got to be extraordinary. The war extraordinary, but um, there's something that's got to be remarkable about them. And that came up, actually, when Morton Anderson's name was up for consideration, gosh, I don't know, in the 215, 2016, something like that. And it was an emotional discussion. At what point, we asked, are you going to consider kickers like Morton Anderson? Because there was a group within there that said, hey, listen, what's he, what's he out there for? Three or four plays a game, three sure. or four snaps, or four or five snaps or whatever. And look what he did, and look what he did outdoors, look what he did indoors. And finally, someone said, hey, let's just put, say what, what, we, what we're doing here. Let's just call it like it is. We're not going to put punters and kickers in. Let's just say that. And the other group said, no, that's not what we're saying. I'll never forget one guy said, that is what you're saying. This guy was a two-time, all-decade performer, the best at his position for 20 years. And you're not going to look at him because he 
kicked X percent of field goals outdoors as opposed to indoors or from the left hash from the right hash. What are we talking about? He was the best at his position. That ended the conversation. Boom, he goes in. And, and I know this is probably headed towards Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker was the best at his position for how many years? And I talk about impact. Look at the game-winning kicks at the end of the game, overtime. Look at what he does from 50 yards behind. I mean, he has been the best kicker for years and years and years. Why are we going to ignore that? Because you want to play a game without a kicker? Go ahead. You want to play a game without a punter? I mean, we waited like 25 years on Ray Guy. I didn't get that. I watched Ray Guy. He, he determined field position. You want to play without Ray Guy? Well, good luck. Um, right. And so I think in, in terms of what, what's in, in store for like the Tuckers of Vinatieri, Vinatieri made crucial game-winning kicks. And, of course, the unforgettable kick in the, uh, in the snow of New England. We remember those things. He will get in. I'm confident at this point, and I know his career is not over, confident at this point, not only would Justin Tucker be in the conversation, that he eventually will get in because he was so dominant and had such an impact for so many years. All right, I, I know we, not only did we get to you late, we've kept you long. i got to squeeze in real quick because we brought up Marshall Yonda next year, but next year is also Terrell Suggs. And I feel like there would be a lot of people in Baltimore that would say, shouldn't Terrell Suggs fit the bill of the guy that you were talking about a second ago, that you stand up and you sit down? But yet... Terrell Suggs only had three more sacks in his career than Jared Allen did, and he didn't fit that bill. So yeah. Does, yeah, does Terrell Suggs' name ring the way that some of those names that you brought up that don't feel like they need debate? Or might he also maybe end up waiting a couple of years? He, he, he might. I'm not saying he's going to. He might because those names I brought up with you re- resonate um, with any crowd. Jim Brown, everyone knows who Jim Brown, yeah. right? John Unitas, everyone knows who Unitas. Any of them, Joe Montana, he's doing ads, and, and he's not doing ads. Everyone knows who Joe Montana. I mean, those are guys that everyone knows. I would say there are places, maybe go, I don't know, Indianapolis. I, Indianapolis, I'm not picking them on them, but San Diego, I used to work there. You mentioned Terrell Suggs. Um, yeah, what, what did, oh, he was with, what was it, Baltimore? Was it? I mean, and so it's, it's much more difficult for someone like that, I'm not trying to denigrate or diminish anything mm-hmm. he did. I saw him play for numbers of years. Yep. Absolutely, is he worthy of it? I mean, Jason Taylor is the first ballot guy. You want to tell me Jason Taylor is better than Terrell Suggs? I, I don't think he is. Um, but they're both Hall of Fame worthy. He will get in. Whether it be a first ballot or not, I, I can't answer that. It's up to the board, but um, it will be up for discussion. All right. Remind everybody about Talk of Fame, too, Clark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talkoffame2.com. I'm on there. With uh, John Turney, who's an historian, a great historian, and we uh, we do sort of dissect either Hall of Fame subjects or uh, Hall of Fame worthy players, past, present, and future. But we talk about a lot of um, issues that are going on now. And also, I've got an I Test for Two podcast that I do with a Hall of Fame voter named Ira Kaufman yep. from uh, Tampa, and we uh, we we've had some really good guests. I mean, Mel Blount recently, um, but uh, it, it, both I think are worthy if you're Hall of Fame interested or worth listening to or reading but thanks for asking at clark judge tof is how you follow him always he's a hall of famer he is i agree with that clark he's a judge hall of famer we're voting for, we're voting for you first ballot wait, wait my first ballot or do i wait do i first ballot wait i think uh, i'll wait i think i'll wait, wait 20 years no no <laughs> first ballot clark appreciate you man thanks for doing this this morning you, you got it guys thanks that's Clark Judge with us here on GCR. Yeah, next year's. What do you think about all these morons, by the way, going after Belichick this what do you week? Mean? For about what? About just the whole, and not only Belichick, but the Patriots' angle. Um, 
the quarterback, uh, then Rex Ryan hopped on. Well, I mean, what do you want me to say? Mac Jones stinks. Like, no, but I'm saying the whole thing about the only reason they got – the only reason they were any good is they played in the AFC East and yeah, it was terrible. You yeah. know why the AFC East was terrible? Oh, no yeah. one said this to Alex Smith. You know why the AFC was terrible? The AFC East was terrible? You know why that was? Well, you're saying because Tom Brady and then because, because they the were all were they were all two and four at a minimum I, to start the season. There's something to be said for that, but it's a chicken and the egg conversation that you can't fully define. And if you go back and look over, like there weren't other good quarterbacks in that division for the basically. I, I the totally time. understand. There that. is somewhere where the pendulum swings, and the argument, like. The Patriots were Rex Ryan's got the biggest balls of all of these well, people. I mean, but he'll say anything. But I mean, like, like, I mean just the audacity. I, I, I just don't understand why you get worked up about those. Sh- it's, this is what I say. Well, to you're supposed to. No, that's the point. Yeah. Like you should be better than that. <laughs> no, you're supposed They're to get worked just up. Just saying things to try to get you to, so that you'll talk about them. Haven't you? How long have you been in this business? I understand. I'm just sick of it. I'm over it. I don't have to do that anymore. I don't care what you I'm say, over Duke. here doing my own thing. I don't care what you say, Duke. We're not losing to Duke. They didn't. We're not losing to Duke they, in football. They I nailed it. <laughs> Are you going, by the way? What's that? Are you going? Going to Are what? You? To see us in the bowl game. Oh, they, so you know what's funny? I saw Brett, where we who we playing? Brett McMurphy, we know? Brett McMurphy had him in Phoenix, and I was like, oh, who are we playing? Oh. Perfect for me. Who? Uh, who, who some he, Mac team. Who yeah. are we playing? Bowling no, Green? No, no, he had him in a good game. He had really? him in. Uh, hang on a second. Oh, yeah, I'll pull ACC it up. Team. Brett McMurphy, Central Michigan or Clemson? Somebody. No, they, no, he put him playing a real team. I think like a Big Twelve team. Somebody like oh, okay. Kansas. That's who he had him oh, playing. Okay, he had him playing Kansas in the Phoenix Bowl. And I was like, oh, that's speaking so- of Kansas, what do you do you what? believe? Can you believe yeah, I still take two commercial breaks yes. that Nicholas Timberlake is playing for them? It's like, almost like he's not. Well, how many minutes be- is he getting? He's getting he's playing. Well, he's not performing, when he's- but he's playing. Yeah, he, he is playing. He's playing for Kansas. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. He just well, I mean, played over all here. the guys like Jameer Nelson. We're talking about TCU. Jameer Nelson Jr. on, uh, and then uh, and then uh, Aaron Estrada on Alabama. Like they're all getting all these CAA guys are getting a lot of. Well, minutes. it feels like this is the new recruiting, yeah. right? Like yeah. it feels like it's now go ahead and try to get the stars that you can get for a year or two, but then instead of filling filling your roster with role players and go go find the guys that are playing. Look at how Cam Spencer's playing for UConn, right? Like that has worked out tremendously so you might miss on one you might go end up getting a nick timberlake who's not quite as ready to adjust to the big 12 but you might end up getting a guy that's that's ready that's played enough college basketball my prediction is in the in april he he's going to make a shot for that big big shot right he can shoot man and he can jump out of the gym really unfortunate it's unfortunate for towson right it's unfortunate for umbc it's unfortunate for loyola but it really feels like for big for major conference basketball once your guy gets really good he's gone it's in the same way that if you have a really good player at the highest level, they're going to be gone to the NBA. This is the way it's going to work now. Right. You're not four. You don't even want a four-year guy. You can't have a four-year plan. Do what I've been saying for twenty years. What? Just put the best twenty-four teams in one conference and let all the rest of the teams. They're going to do that in football. Just let them do that. They're, they're doing that. In football. Just get it's, it over it's, with. It's almost like Delaware is joining Division One. Like right. they'll, they'll be there for five minutes until they're, the Conference USA isn't part of Division One right. any longer, right? Or they're sorry. Just get it, it over I mean, with. One FBS versus FCS. Yeah, Brett Mc, Mc, McMurphy's got him playing uh, Kansas in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl on December twenty-sixth in Phoenix. We're oh, gonna, I can't go. No. What do you have on going on on December 26th? Well, it's the day after Christmas. So what? So we hop on a plane. No. I can't go. <laughs> you gotta, I you want... know they have golf in Phoenix. Oh. I don't know if you heard. Well, the golf courses maybe, are open. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you could alter the plans. Maybe we could go to the... Uh, go where to, where go did I go? Hagerstown no, where did I go? The, um, where did I go? I had the... Um, 
the Indian-themed, there was a resort. We went to it. The Wigwam. Oh, you went to the Wigwam? Yeah, we went out there about the first time the Ravens, when the Ravens played and lost to the the Cardinals on the Monday night, we were out there for that fiasco. Yeah, we can go out to that. Okay. Uh, they might play in the quick lane bowl. I think we got a chance in that one. That's the, the tr- a chance against Kansas? No, Kansas is very good. Okay. Yeah, they don't have a chance. They heard about our quarterback. I've heard. No, do you know? <laughs> do you know the story? I don't know if I do or not. Well, you know, of course, the story with the quarterback. He's the all-time leading passer in Cor- Big Ten. Except he's not. Oh, no. <laughs> they messed up. You've not heard about this? No. This, it, they have somehow kept this very quiet. They messed up the stats. Nobody is talking about this. Maryland did or the Big Ten did? Big Ten. Only in one instance, not in both instances. It's so bizarre. Hurry up, because I gotta go. It's so bizarre. What happened? They count. They they put out a record book earlier this year that did not have Curtis Painter as the all-time leading passer in Big Ten history, as was suggested from Purdue. Yeah, Drew Brees was the all-time. Apparently, at one point, the Big Ten did not keep bowl games among their records. They didn't count the gotcha. stats in the bowl games. And then a few years ago, they decided to keep the stats from the bowl games. So Talia Tungavailoa's career passing yards reflect his bowl games. And if you include Drew Brees' bowl games, he's still 500 yards behind Drew Brees. Oh, jeez. So the only way that Talia Tungavailoa can be the all-time leading passer in the Big Ten is if somehow you create a world where his bowl game stats are allowed to count, but Drew Brees' aren't. And no one involved in this there, process stepped in as the entire week, the Big Ten night network is hyping up like, there's going to be a new all-time leading passer in the Big Ten. No one stepped up and said, hey, uh, guys, can, can I see you for so a second? There, <clears throat> so there was a guy that played for the Cleveland Force in the old days in MISL named Craig Allen, who was a great player, great goal yeah. scorer. And um, he scored his 250th goal. There were At that time, there were only like – Four players in the league who had ever scored that many. And and I could be off. It could be 200. I don't remember the number. But I remember specifically, he 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 hit the record. They stopped the game. Balloons flew all over the place. Okay. They gave him the keys to the city. Uh, they announced how great he was. And they discovered that in his, on, in his stats, in the media guide, in the first year that he was in the league, they had him down for like 17 goals and – you know, fourteen okay. assists or whatever, and that those he he wasn't in the league that year. what <laughs> he wasn't in the league that, and somehow they had like messed up his stats, oh. and he only really had like two hundred and thirty eight oh, goals. God. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, what the hell? You'll get it someday." Yeah, we'll like, go ahead. It'll be like the- you discovering Ovechkin when he breaks the but record. That's the, but that's the goofy part. Right, Tungavello is almost certainly not gonna get it. Right, like. I, I guess How about Ovi, can, by the way, five goals in eighteen. Yeah, games. all of a sudden he's he's right back on track. All no, he's got five goals in eighteen games. Oh, like oh, sorry. He, he yeah, he's right not, now, he's not right now, it's twenty two point yeah. eight or whatever. Yeah. Like he he's gonna. This could drag now into three years. Well, wait, wait, what else are they doing? Yeah, but at some point he's. He, I Drew. I'm gonna. I say know the you same keep thing. saying this. At some point he isn't gonna be able to do. I un. Well, you say. You keep saying this. Like, it's a slam dunk. I'm telling you, I'm it saying, isn't. I'm saying it's a slam dunk that as long as he wants to try to go for it, you let him keep trying to go no for it. No doubt about that. That's but, what I'm saying. Uh, but I'm telling yes, you. If you're saying physically that at some point he's just. I think it's still very questionable. I'd let him play as long. Gordy Howe played till he was 70. It was 50. Are you Close sure? Close enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he came back and played in another league when he was that in was, that was That was then, though. This is now. But you're the Washington Capitals. 
You have nothing going watch for your, you. Uh, uh, watch your tongue there. And somehow, you're still the most relevant team that plays in that building. Uh, yeah, right. Like, uh, by far. Right. By a long shot. Right. All right. Second most relevant team in the market, besides Maryland basketball. Oh, Maryland basketball in the D.C. market. Right. Yeah, there you go. All right, so I gotta go tomorrow at DrewsMorningDish.com. You're gonna help me get these last six spots that we'll have. We got six left. No, we got. All right, uh, Randy Morgan just got in. Thank you, Randy. Okay. Appreciate you, man. Um, uh, we got like Randy's our soccer expert. I know at he Morning is. Dish. I know he is. I think we've got uh, 18 or so spots left okay. to fill. We'll, we'll so, get them knocked down. Yeah, we got to get those filled up. All right. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Um, no, not really. No, I'm thinking. Okay, great. Well, I'm just thinking. Like I had, we had Giving Tuesday yesterday. Yeah, we just have a lot going on. Yeah, we're trying to do a thing for Helping Up Mission, and you and I have never made any plans. We gotta, we gotta do something about that. Well, we are. We're gonna go shop and take stuff. I, I down. know, but we have to plan the event that we're gonna throw, invite everybody to come to. Man, and we gotta plan when we're gonna go and take everything to Helping Up. We have to do those things. I got a lot going on. I need an assistant. All right, Griffin, you're gonna have to. Work no, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking about hiring Paul. Oh yeah, you think this is. <laughs> What is your beef with Paul? Just so I can fire him. Okay, very good. It's Drew Forrester. Today's right. show brought to you by your local Toyota Peace. dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. We'll do uh, Would You Rather Wednesday and Tidbit when we come back in. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org slash hotels. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. 
Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 a fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show a partnership of PressBox and Great Ace Memorabilia. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, Heating and Air Conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for PressBox fantasy football analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your waiver wire Wednesday brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? Yeah, I got a little bit of an awkward situation on my hands. A little uncomfortable over here. The good news is I have Rolling Stones tickets. Congrats. That sounds... Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a blast. Yeah. <laughs> Bad news is there's not going to be a Christmas. Um, well, yeah, because they hid the keys, right? That was... That's that's the exact, that's the reason I can justify. So it all it all works out. Not going to oh. be a Christmas this year. Sorry, sorry, kids. So they they were responsible for the hidden keys. I mean, they, nobody has taken accountability for it. Gotcha. There's been no. Oh, I did that. I, I I tried to explain the situation yesterday. The John Coles. I am convinced that I brought the keys upstairs. Like they were in my pocket. When I came upstairs. Yeah, dummy. And my son, while I was on the, because I was on the bike, my son like grabbed, because they come up and they just jump on tides nuts. Yeah. And my son grabbed them and didn't even, like he wasn't trying to play a trick or anything like that. He just put them down and didn't know where he put them down. It's what it is, man. They fell behind the bookshelf? Is this? Not behind the bookshelf. They, on the book, he, they were on the bookshelf. They were just behind a book. Uh, on that bookshelf we have bobblehead dolls and we have gotcha. books so they were behind like if you had looked at the bookshelf you wouldn't have seen it you had to move things in order to be able to see who finally found them I did okay. like probably mid-afternoon on Monday gotcha I mean like I had I had searched everywhere my wife had searched everywhere and then like around 2.30 or so I want to say I went back upstairs got stung by a wasp it's awesome Wasps exist at this in this weather. I, they they are dying. This guy was dying on the ground. Oh he was God. on the. I stepped on him. Is what happened, and that's how I got stung. This guy was dying on the floor, and he stung me in his his final act as a wasp. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I was like, I was like, I guess I got to start. Like I had gone through trash cans straight up. I had gone through trash cans. Nothing. So there it is. There the keys. Uh, but I got a tile now. That's uh, that's what I nice. got going for me, which is nice. All right. Um, let's uh, go over Would You Rather Wednesday. Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Birdland Sports. Somebody's getting a T-shirt of their choice. And also this week brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show. The Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership with Pressbox and Great 8's memorabilia. It's brought to you by A.J. Michael, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. No show next Tuesday, as we had previously announced, because there's no game to talk about. It's a bye week, so we'd just be talking about pleasantries yeah. so we pushed it back to the what following tuesday and i keep meaning to ask if we know where it's going to be and i keep forgetting to do 
everything tends to fall on your boy over here. It's the way it goes. But um, we'll announce that shortly. Tuesday, December 12th will be our next Tyus Bowser show. Find out more pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. All right, so uh, would you rather number one was Justin Tucker or Mark Andrews? I mean, yeah, I'd rather have Mark Andrews back. I think, like, it's in what we're just we're rolling the dice with, uh, with um, I put that in quotes, we're rolling the dice with Justin Tucker is, is yes, what that you're rolling means. the dice. I mean, yeah, I'm going to roll the dice with the best kicker in, in NFL history. So, so yeah, I'll take Mark Andrews. Uh, I, okay, all good. For the playoffs. All good. Please there's, thank you. There's a real problem with Justin Tucker. And we can keep ignoring it to make ourselves feel better, but there's a real problem with Justin Tucker. And, again, you can say, hey, I don't expect him to miss more 44-yard kicks. Fine. But the value of Justin Tucker isn't that he can make 44-yard kicks. The value of Justin Tucker is that you can count on him to make – the thing that Drew was talking about earlier, well, all the other misses were from, like, 58 yards. That's Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker's not valuable because he can make 50-yard kicks. Justin Tucker's valuable because he can do what the kid did in Philadelphia over the weekend. The value of that is astronomical. And you can have all the confidence that you want to have in the world. And maybe he'll right the ship. Maybe. Or maybe this is what happens when you get deeper into your career. I don't know. I don't, for what it's worth, expect him to miss more 44-yard kicks. But any old kicker can make a 44-yard kick. Except Chad Ryland, which is sad. I can't, well, I can't believe they haven't got I think he was him. doing it on purpose, right? Because the Patriots are To tanking. get better draft pick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, I think Bill told him. I can't believe he that, like, have they haven't fired him. That's crazy. Sad for a former Turk. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm going to roll the dice well. on the greatest kicker of all time maybe you know, being the greatest kicker of all time. I, I think. I, while I understand that, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that as someone gets into their mid-30s that perhaps what's going to go is the distance. And so the idea that you can tell me that he's still going to be that guy for three more years, which is what the scenario allows for. Actually, I think I said through 27, so that'd be for four more years. That's insanity. I Trust me, I would like to have Mark Andrews back for the playoffs. I would. But the overall value between the two on a guy that I'm worried about, if I wasn't worried about Justin Tucker, getting the promise of four more years would be significant. I'm worried about Justin Tucker. Again, not that he can't kick anymore, that the upper end of what made him different, what made him that level of a Hall of Famer, I don't know if that end is still there. I can anyone can make a 44-yard kick. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried that the thing where as soon as you get on the other side of the field, you can assume you get you're getting points that that might be over. Because it was always absurd that it existed. So to think that it couldn't just be over when someone gets into their 30s and into their mid 30s, that's reasonable to think that might be what's playing out. I hope I'm wrong. I hope but time is part of the equation. This isn't a 26-year-old who was really good a year ago at kicking 60-yard field goals. It's now struggling. This is someone into their 30s struggling to make longer kicks. That matters. Now, again, he's Justin Tucker. I get why you want to choose, and other people have chosen. 
Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I didn't. I didn't hear the fir- the the let the very end of that that he would that it'd be Justin Tucker through twenty twenty seven. I mean, that changes it a little bit. But I still think this is such an opportune window for the Ravens. I hear you. Um, that yeah, I want them to be as healthy as they possibly can be. For the I hear you. All right, uh, number two. Number two is: Would you rather you can get one ra- former Raven into the Hall of Fame this year, but the other one's never going to get in? Would you rather Anquan Bolden goes in this year, but Steve Smith never gets in, or Steve Smith goes in this year, but Anquan Bolden never gets in? Man, uh, Steve Smith was like my favorite player as when I was a kid. So when and like when he and then when he came to the Ravens, I was so psyched. Um, man, and and like and then Anquan Bolden because their stats are pretty much almost They're identical. Pretty similar, yes. Yeah. I've done this exercise before. Yeah. Um, but then you know, and then Bolden, you know, kind of guided you to a got, Super Bowl. Yeah, yes. got the Ravens a Super Bowl. Yep. So, gosh, <sighs> I I I I guess I would lean. Bolden because, you know, when people think of Anquan Bolden, I feel like they're going to think of him as a Raven. Uh, that's an interesting kind of, Because he won, yeah, because he won his championship with but the But he Ravens. did go to a Super Bowl as a Cardinal, too. Like, yeah. I mean, and, and he played yeah, longer I mean, yeah, in Arizona was, yeah, he than was, he did in Baltimore. It's an interesting... I, I think it's very close, and mm-hmm. maybe because of the Super Bowl win they do Baltimore, just because the Cardinals are so irrelevant as a franchise that, like, Maybe that's why you lean more to. Well, I guess both of the both of these teams in question are pretty irrelevant. The Panthers yeah. as well, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Look, I, this isn't. I, I'm I, gonna I, lean Anyone who knows me knows so slightly towards Bolton. Yeah, anyone who knows me knows this isn't even close. I mean, it's Anquan yeah. Bolton by a, a billion. Like I just, I, I, it's not even worth having the conversation <laughs> with me. But um, it's interesting. It's interesting getting the responses to this one. And then number three, would you rather you have for the next five years? The Buffalo Bills core, and by core, I'm going head coach, quarterback, and top two receivers. So I'm going Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Gabe Davis for the next five years. Or for the next five years, you have the Packers core. Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed. Man, I mean... Because of you know what the quarterback position is, like Josh Allen is the answer. Um, but yeah, I mean Stephon Diggs, because Stephon Diggs is he's already he's he he's thirty now, right? I believe so. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know how much more of Stephon Diggs there is there's left. I mean, it, I mean he's know, still pretty freaking good, yeah, man. I mean, and Keenan, like Keenan Allen, obviously Keenan Allen's Stephon yeah. everything as well. Um. I think Anquan Bolden is still pretty good at that age too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I think I, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Bills just because, because of because Josh, of Josh Allen. Allen. Okay. Um, I mean, Jordan Love looks and you know we good, can man. easily get rid of these coaches as well, right? Jordan, in these no, I said you have, you have to have to, that you're, core. You're stuck that's stuck with that's why you're not listening to me. That core well, for five know. years. That's part of why the conversation is relevant. They want to fire Sean McDermott today in Buffalo. You got to sign up for five years of Sean McDermott. If you're signing up for Josh Allen, this is this is the guy that rolled out what Nathan Peterman for? Uh, was he the coach for Nathan Peterman? I want to because they did they think didn't they make was? the playoffs like a year or two around that, and McDermott was uh, was definitely the coach. I, I don't know. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I think McDermott's good enough as a coach. No, oh, no, he did. You're right. Okay. He was there. That's a great point. 
My bad. Um, but I mean, what has Lafleur's done? Nothing without Aaron Rodgers. So you know, I, I, I'll take Josh Allen and the Bills. All right. And you know, Stephon Diggs should still be I've, Stephon Diggs for at least a, I don't know, a little watch, bit of that. Watching the Packers the last couple of weeks, I'm starting to feel something about them. No. I'm starting to feel. I like think it's because I the... I'm so mad at Christian Watson for fantasy. Well, he was pretty good last week. You probably should have started him. I should have. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Scored, definitely. Scored nice. you twenty points. 21 I did. Points. I was still. I still did manage to win though. Okay. That's not In on him. That's on you. Like, let's, let's talk about that. That's on you. No, it is on him. Uh, and number four, would you rather, I don't know if you saw, the Cheez-It Bowl is putting a hot tub on the field, a hot tub suite on the field this year for the Cheez-It Bowl, which I believe is in Orlando. I don't remember. I, don't, I also don't care. So you, you win a radio contest. Oh, and really? for young people, the radio was a thing that people used to listen to. Uh, it would have music sometimes. It I would have information, sports games. Uh and then contests were things that they did on the radio stations where, like, you could call in and you could win tickets to an upcoming concert or something like that that you would want to go to. So it was a great time. We really enjoyed it. It was fun to be outside. You win a radio contest. The prize is that you get access to an on-field hot tub for every Ravens home game next season for wow. you and three friends. Or you win a prize, a radio contest that has no tickets whatsoever, but instead they'll they'll hook you up with your chicken wings for every game that you watch at home next season. Which would you rather? Um, yeah, I mean, so like at, at first thought, I was like, oh, obviously the hot tub, mm-hmm. because yeah, you know, go to the games. Mm-hmm. I I do like going to the games. Yes, um, but then I mean, I, this is the thing that I think uh, I guess you've mentioned all the time is you know the field level view of a game, you know, how much, you know, how much, how, how they would, they would it. elevate it to the extent they can okay. in order to, but yes, it would, it would, I, I would say point, it, it, would be be com- zone, it would be comparable to sitting in like the front row. Yeah. Um, well, I've never sat in the front row. Uh, at I least think not you want to. an NFL game. Yeah. I don't think you want to. Um, Burger McFarland's in the way. He yeah. keeps <laughs> the, the booger, the, the booger mobile. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, uh, so like, I have to pay for my uh, drinks and food at the stadium. I guess. Yeah, it's it's just the hot tub is taken okay. care of. Yeah, I mean that's still pretty cool. And you know, I am a hot tub. Cut, man. They're gonna be cutting to you like all the time. You know? Yeah, hundred really percent. You're gonna get a lot of play on in Baltimore. It's a great point. <laughs> um, I think I'm still gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. You're gonna you're yeah, gonna sit in the yeah. hot tub. I, I the my only guy. mitigating factor. The boys all week. Every I, week. I love the hot tub. Like I am a hot tub man. There's few things in life that I enjoy just more than sitting in a hot tub. But no chance in hell. I will just enjoy some wings at home. No problem. Thank you, in fact. You've made my life dramatically better. No chance I am choosing to go to games anymore. That is just not happening. I, I've really had to think. Because the hot tub is like... So it's like so it's hot tub for eight games, or you get wings for all... No, just the home games. Okay. It's just the home games. Okay. Right? Eight or nine, whatever it is. Yeah. All right, very good. Uh, get me your response to Zach Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter for Would You Rather Wednesday. Someone is winning a T-shirt of their choice from Birdland Sports. Today's show also brought to you by Project Game Day. Of course, obviously no game day this week with the bye, but we'll be back the following Sunday after Ravens-Rams. Join myself, Rita, Femi, KZ, Andrew Stecka, Josh Charles, Never Know, Trippy, whoever's with us for Project Game Day each week. Come hang out with us. Pressboxonline.com slash game day brought to you by AJ Michaels, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Project Game Day every game day this season. 
You can watch it at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or youtube.com slash pressboxonline. We'll get tidbit and Tubi to wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Todd Karpovich profiles the Orioles' survivors. Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and Ryan Mountcastle, who all came from the previous regime but stuck through tough times to be key pieces in guiding the franchise back to prominence. Also inside, we remember the iconic Brooks Robinson with tributes from Jim Henneman and myself, Stan the Fan Charles, and a trip down memory lane to remember the most significant moments of his career. Plus, we meet players from college basketball programs around the state. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along to holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas in at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org slash hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? Do you believe that? Our own Leah Lancaster doesn't 
she's like, I want to get in the raffle, but I don't have any of the Venmo. I'm like, what, what world are we living in? What's going on here? Staying off the grid. 18 spots left as of right now. 18 spots left in the raffle. Need you to get in. As uh, I would like to close that up today. Please, let's get that done so I can move on because I'm going to beg you about other things. What do you got over there? What do you? What's going on? You, but you st- you stood there like you wanted to show me something. No, 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 no. I, I like that shirt. That's a nice shirt. Which what is that shirt from? Uh, what is that? Oh, okay. I thought it was related nice. to us somehow. Yeah. I thought it was like that other one that you yeah. gave to me. I like that one. That was a nice shirt. Yeah, this is cool. All right, let's get a tidbit. Uh, tidbit is brought to you today by. Ooh, this one's brought to you by Superbook Sports. Sign up right now. Clark Judge says Lamar Jackson is the MVP of the NFL. He's number one on his list. Well, he's got the third best odds at the moment, according to Superbook. So if you think Clark Judge is right, then maybe you go get in right now because you get him at five and a half to one, and perhaps you could cash in nicely. But the good news is, even if you don't, if you're signing up for the first time and you use that code Clark 23 even if Lamar Jackson isn't the MVP, You'll, whatever your first bet match was, or the first bet was up to $250, will match. Again, if you just use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up with Superbook.com or download the Superbook app. What you got? Uh, so the Bears on Monday night, which I think that might have been the reason I got sick. I think it was my just body. watching that football yeah, game. My, my body just rejecting myself for believing that was uh, you know, yeah. reasonable entertainment. Uh, but they became the only NFL team in the Super Bowl era to win a road game despite scoring zero touchdowns, having 75 yards worth of penalties, and losing multiple fumbles. <laughs> they became the first team to win a game. Teams had been an, a combined 0 for 46. You probably use co- win a <laughs> game. <laughs> teams were a combined 0 for 46. That comes from Opta Stats. Uh, Jay Kuda had a good one. Uh, Paul DeYoung just signed with the uh, the White Sox. And okay. If he hits a home run, he'd be just the second White Sox in franchise history to hit a home run. What? Yeah, he'd just be the second Paul ever to hit a home run. Oh, second Paul. You, yeah, yeah. I don't think you said that correctly. Uh, did I say White Sox? I might have said yeah, so I think you said White Sox. I'm like, what the Do you know F? what two teams are tied with the most Pauls to have home runs? Well, I would have guessed the White Sox because I could think of Paul Canerco. Yeah. Um, uh, the Yankees, Paul No. And- the Reds with Paul O'Neill. Yes, the Reds. Who would be the, the other? Who are the other Pauls? And, uh, I don't know. Uh, you don't have that. No, I don't have that. But I think of Paul Sorrento with Cleveland. No, not Cleveland. Got to think of other Pauls. It was Paul Yanish? Did he ever hit a home run with the? Yanish, uh, um, whatever. Yeah, the hell? Uh, I don't think he he didn't hit many home runs, but he might have been on the team that I'm trying to think of what teams. Um, ba- Janish, ba- ba- Janish, Janish, Janish. Uh, Paul Molitor. So the Brewers. No, not the Brewers. It is a Midwest team, though. The Twins. Not the Twins. Okay. So there's only so many more. The Tigers. Paul Yonish was a red. Uh, no, not the Tigers. The Cubs. There you go. The hey. Cubs. Name all the Midwest teams. Eight you'll... Pauls. Sure. sure. Um, Iowa, who is getting ready to take on Michigan in the uh, Big Ten I think of who the other Pauls would even be. I can't even think. I know. Paul Bacco were... was a Paul, right? Like, who are the other Pauls? Name's Paul, yeah. Uh, I don't know that I can name another Paul. Uh, oh, Iowa. Paul Goldschmidt. What the hell am I thinking? There we go. Yeah, and he's not on either. The Diamondbacks or the Cardinals aren't no. on that list? No. Not with the most. That's bad. Um, <laughs> so, Iowa, uh, they have two wins versus a top two team. Uh, Dave says Paul LaDuca. Yeah, I do remember Paul LaDuca. They have two wins over a top two team in program history before they take on the number two ranked Wolverines. 
Uh, both of those, both of those wins, both came against Michigan. Okay, well they're yeah. going to lose by fifty on Saturday. Well, so. will they? Harbaugh, Harbaugh was actually the quarterback for one of those losses, okay. and he was the coach for sure. for another one. Sure. Um, and Iowa was a what? Well, they were a twenty-four point underdog in twenty sixteen. So, yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Um, last night was that last night? Yeah, last night. Um, Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan combined for 55 points, 15 rebounds, 15 assists while shooting 75% from the field as well as 75% from three. They became only the third duo in NBA history to reach all three of those numbers. Say that again. <laughs> Say the numbers DeAndre again. Jordan and right. Reggie Jackson. Right. 55 points they combined, right. 15 rebounds, 15 assists, uh, 75% from the field and three-point land. You want me to guess? Yeah, there was only two other duos. I mean, is it Michael and Scotty? Like, I don't. No, not no, not them. Is Steph Curry involved? It was a. It would be a point guard. No, not Steph Curry. Yeah, It'd be a point guard and a big man. A point guard and a big man. I'm so. Con- what are the numbers again? Fifty-five, fifteen, and fifteen combined. Combined. And so that doesn't seem right. like that's exactly, but. That's why this makes no sense when you say it's got to be a point guard and a big man. Like, why? Uh, well, that's just because those the, that's the only other pair of duos that would, would have accomplished this. M- Magic and Kareem. Not Magic and Kareem. Think about who they were filling in for last night. What? The, or I guess this was Monday night. I don't know. <laughs> what Jokic, we... Jokic and Jamal Murray. Oh, that, that's the other? Yeah, that's oh, the other. Okay. And then right. John Stockton and, and Carl. I'm Lowe. very confused. This doesn't seem right. Okay. 55, 55 points. Yeah. 15 rebounds, 15, 15 assists, assists while shooting 75%. I hear you, but like I I'm just surprised that yeah, surprised was it's very weird. Uh all right, then fine. Uh we'll do Zay Flowers. Uh he became the 10th wide receiver, rookie wide receiver uh since in the last 10 years, but there had been none between like the late 90s and in 2013. So in the last 10 years he became the 10th wide receiver to have a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown in the same game. <laughs> sure. No, no, this is the one I'm supposed to be able to get? I'll give you one. Bruce Ellington. Sure. From the 49ers. I, but, like, I don't remember who, which receivers have run for touchdowns. Well, they're all, they all make sense when you... That's fine, but it's just a very specific thing. They all make sense. Yeah, they do. Antonio Brown. No. I was told to keep him off these lists. I would prefer that, but... Gotta think of who would have ran for a. Th- this is so. Imp- this sucks. What? Tyreek Hill. Correct. Well done. Yeah. Wes Welker. Not Wes Welker. They did a lot of things with Wes Welker. Since 2013. Since 2013. Julian Edelman. Not Julian Edelman. I think he was a rookie before that. Oh, was he had to be a rookie receiver. Yeah, had to be a rookie right, receiver. My bad. So caught off guard by this stupid. <laughs> so dumb. Dumb, 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 not dumb. dumb. It was, it was Debo Samuel, one. obviously. No, not what? Debo. What? This not list has no game. value. The guy that does the most catching and running isn't on the list. Not this is a worthless his, list. Didn't do it his rookie year. I'm going to throw something. <laughs> Stephon Diggs. Uh, not Stephon Diggs. Nope, it's 12, 20, 33. Tell me who's on the list. Uh, there were three guys that were rookies last year who did this. Alave. Not Alave. <laughs> Jamison Williams. Not Jamison Williams. Played. There, was a, there was a lion. A rookie receiver last year that was a lion? Yeah. I don't... 
He was a rookie receiver. Oh, sorry, he was a rookie of the year. Right, he did it in the. Heyman Ross St. Brown. Yeah, so yeah he's definitely not a, a rookie receiver last I year. I was looking at the year that he did it. He did it in the Jan- their January game. Jesus Christ, this is a bad list. The guy that I'm mad at in fantasy. Guy that, oh, you're mad at the uh, Christian Watson. Christian Watson. Tyquan Thornton for the Patriots also did this. Sure. This is definitely something that people would know. Two 2020 rookies. Um, All right, I'll just give them to you. Yeah, huh. just tell me. Chase Claypool. Sure. CeeDee Lamb. Great. Uh, we said Tyreek Hill. Good in 2014, him. it was Brandon Cooks. And then in 2013, Cordero Patterson. This, this is the mo- okay, that's the only other one on the list that makes any amount of sense. When you say they all make sense, Chase Claypool makes no sense. Yes, Stop. he does. Claypool, Claypool's rookie year was... He was fine. Ridiculous. He was, it wasn't ridiculous. His rookie year was ridiculous. It wasn't ridiculous. No, he was scoring using, touchdowns. Yeah, that's, that part might be true. But to make it seem like that, I would somehow know that that definitely meant that he ran for a touchdown in a game is dumb. All right. It's a dumb. Now, like, maybe all time. Like, who has the most combined? I don't know. Players. You want to do another one? No. I got to redeem myself. It's 1240 now. or whatever it is. We got to go. Players with 11 sacks in each of their first three NFL seasons. Micah Parsons joined this list. There are three players with 11 sacks in each of their first three seasons. It's a much better one. I don't know why you led with that other stupid thing. Because I like having multiple. I like having a lot of this answers. Is stupid. Micah Parsons and this um, guy and this guy. Each of their first three seasons. Uh, TJ Watt. Not T.J. Watts. Did he get hurt? Am I missing something? Did he? Uh, genuinely confused by that. Um, I'll try Reggie White. Reggie White is on this list. Has a lot of sacks. Seems like a good choice. Strahan didn't start until later. Like he, I thought. He, I think he got off to a slow start to his career. Yeah, Strahan not on the list. Uh, no. It's one more. It's not Miles Garrett because he got suspended. T.J. had seven sacks his rookie year. What a bum. Yeah, really. That guy sucks. You said Miles Garrett, not Miles Garrett. Neither of the Boses. Neither of the Boses. Dwight Freeney. Dwight Freeney. Hey, we were just talking about him. Yes. Micah, Freeney, and Reggie White is your list. All right. Very good. Very good. That was way better. My God, that was way better than the other one. That was. Star that one. Come back to it in a year. Jesus Christ. Tubular. Tubular at 1 o'clock is brought to you by the print issue of Press Box. Just a couple of weeks left to get this print issue of Press Box, your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town. Great uh, cover story from Todd Karpovich. A lot of college basketball. Brooks Robinson tributes. Go get it today. Uh, a lot of college hoops teams in action tonight, including the Maryland women. We didn't even talk about the Maryland. Nobody was able to watch it. So what were we? They 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 were better than they had been, but they did what they were supposed to riders do. Riders awful. I don't know what else there is to say. Uh, they get Indiana on Friday night. That'll be the next time we can judge Maryland basketball. Tonight, the Maryland women take on Niagara, 7 o'clock on Big Ten Network Plus. ESPN Plus from Morgan High Point at 7, Loyola Columbia at 7, and VMI Navy at 7. Um, Big Ten hoops tonight. Central Michigan, Ohio State at 7, and North Florida, Iowa at 9 on Big Ten Network. ACC, SEC thing continues tonight. ESPN's got... It's a challenge. Sure. Tennessee, North Carolina at 7.15. Duke, Arkansas at 9.15. That should be good. ESPN 2, Texas A&M, Virginia at 7.15, Virginia Tech, Auburn at 9.15, ESPNU, Florida, Wake Forest at 7.15. Of course, um, the 7.15 is because they this is their Jimmy V thing, and so they're re-showing the um, Jimmy V speech, the don't give up, don't ever give up speech. They show that at 7 o'clock on all the ESPN networks. Georgia, Florida State, 9.15 on ACC Network, Boston College, Vanderbilt, 9.15 on SEC Network. 
St. Joe's Villanova at 6.30 on Fox Sports 1. I did not know they were doing like a weird bit with the Big Five this year. Oh, it's like a bracket or... Yeah, they're, but it's not even... kind of... Kind of, but like... It's weird because they they did invite Drexel in. They let Drexel they go. Made, Drexel. It's the Big Five, but now there's six teams. They let Drexel be a part of it, and they're gonna play like they're an gonna event. Relegate one of the they're gonna relegate the loser. I don't that's think they, so. I don't think that's do. what they're gonna do. <laughs> they they're gonna play an event, but I'm not really sure how it all works. And yeah. Like whatever. I guess they're gonna crown a champion of the Big Five in the big arena over the weekend. I, it's a whole thing. Uh, Wizards Magic tonight at 7 on Monumental. Clippers Kings at 10 on NBA TV. Monumental 2 for Capitals Kings at 10.30. TNT Red Wings Rangers at 7.30. TBS for AW Dynamite at 8. Anything non-sports-wise? Uh, Patrick Stewart will be on Colbert tonight. Okay. After uh, Survivor, of course, on CBS. Uh, uh, sure, Eddie, of course. <laughs> Eddie Murphy will be on uh, Kimmel tonight. He's got I'm a... that that holiday movie. Yes, Candy Cane Lane. Sure. With I'll watch Ellis, it. Don't Tracy get me wrong. Ross, I'll watch Bell. it, but it's going to be terrible. <laughs> Um, that comes out on Friday, I think. Um, with the 12 Days of Christmas, they come to life. Sure. With Eddie Murphy, it's going to be great. I, I already told you I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Christmas and Rockefeller special uh, is on NBC oh, at 8 o'clock. Oh, they're lighting the tree. Yes, the tree lighting, yeah. followed by Christmas and Graceland. They're also lighting the 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 national, the national one that in D.C. that blew down. Oh, really? See, so, you know, the national Christmas tree fell oh. over last night. Oh, man. The wind knocked it oh, down. Oh, man. Yeah, not That's... great. Not a great sign. Um and uh, on Hulu the Artful Dodgers series premiere. This is based on Charles Dickens' uh, Oliver Twist and uh, Jack Dawkins, the surgeon guy. He's the Artful Dodger. And, I, and I I know yes, about it. Yeah. Yes, that is on Hulu. It looks pretty good. I don't know. I don't recognize any of the actors, but okay, looks well done. The quarterfinals are set in the NBA's goofy in-season tournament. Um, oh boy, here we go. Hang on, I'm gonna see who's. I already forget. I know I have. I gotta see who's still alive New here. Orleans, I think. I, uh, in the Western Conference, the Lakers are the one seed, so Kevin Carver is alive. The Suns are the four seeds, so Chris Vaxakis is still alive. The Kings, uh, Andrew Stecka was excited when he got the Kings. Wow. And the Kings are the two seed, Andrew Stecka is so alive. So the top eight teams of the yeah, league. Yeah, eight, eight in the, whatever, or whatever. Not in the league, in this goofy, you know, these games count, but the other ones don't pod. Uh, the Pelicans are alive, and you have the Pelicans. Wow. Look at you. You are still right. alive in our in-season tournament thing. The Bucks are the one seed in the East, and Aaron Corcoran, Aaron from Bel Air, got that one, so he's still alive. The Knicks are the four seed in the East. Steve Marr, Steve from Dundalk, is alive. The Pacers are the two seed in the East. Your boy, PFF Sean, wow. is still alive. Pacers are a good team. And the Celtics are the three seed in the East, so Mike Patrick is still alive. All right, there you go. All right. So those are the I'm eight. Alive. Unfortunately, Simon Habdemarian, Ben Graver, Randy Morgan, Nick Kelly, uh, Matthew Barr, Brian Granick, Stan the Fan, you are oh, all Stan. out. All right. It was good to be at about the 12, the numbers 12, 13, 14, and 15 all have a team still alive in this. So how about that? How about that? It's good to be right in the middle. Getting my Zion jersey. Uh, when do they do these things? They do these on Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, apparently. Why would they do it on Monday? There's a football game on Monday. What is wrong with these leagues? <laughs> Nobody's going to watch. But then the semifinals are like in Vegas. The semifinals are on the 7th, whatever date that is. I don't know. Uh, next Thursday, I guess. Again! Thursday, Saturday. Football! What are you doing? Just maybe if they played them at like encouraging p- everybody if they to not like watch. 2 p.m. That or something might work, except they're in Vegas, so that'd be 11 a.m. Yeah, I don't think right. they're gonna do it that 3 way. 3 p.m. All right, uh, mercifully, we've come to the end. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. I guess 
Thanks very much to Zach Britton. He was amazing. I mean, really, that was incredible. And uh, also to Clark Judge. We'll get all of it up in the Greatest Hits section of the... Oh, my God, it's so good. ...tab at glennclarkradio.com. And we come off of that today with... Uh, with picks tomorrow? Okay. Big week. Big week. I'll be with you 6 to 9 tonight on 105.7 The Fan. Come hang out with me there. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Live Casino and Hotel, Mother's North Grill, A.J. Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, Superbook Sports, Hartford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Morgan Hoops. Go Maryland Women. Go Navy Hoops. Go Loyola Hoops. Duke sucks.